Hey guys, Charlie here. Just wanted to let you know that this episode of Charlie's Geek Cast features some adult language, so listener discretion is advised. Wait, he said Mongo, didn't he? That's wrong character, wrong universe, and wrong galaxy. Hold on just one sec. Ah, here we go. Flash Legacies, a podcast connecting the adventures of Wally West, the third hero to be known as The Flash. Join me, Dave Walker, in my bi-weekly journey as I look at Wally's career from when he first donned the mantle of The Flash all the way up to the return of Barry Allen. Find me at flashlegacies.limpson.com which is part two of the history of the Transformers. Once again, I'm joined by Dave Walker of Flash Legacy and Travis Pyle, who unfortunately currently does not have a podcast. Today, we rejoin the conversation with our discussion of the introduction of the Headmasters. We now return to the Transformers. So after this season three, um, this is where the Japanese and American versions of Transformers diverge. First, we'll talk about the American version. Uh, America, the, they were going with a whole new line. Well, actually, both Hasbro and Takara in Japan were going with a whole new line. Um, and uh, Both of them called it basically Headmasters. Now, in order to prevent this from ruining the fantastic and well-thought-out continuity of the American comic, um, they had a short little four three or four issue miniseries called the Headmasters that introduced the Headmasters. The cartoon, which by, by the end of season three wasn't doing very well, uh, they did three episodes and called it season four. And basically they were the last three American episodes of Transformers until Beast Wars. Um, at least with new material. Uh, basically in three episodes you get the Headmasters introduced and the Target Masters. And in the American version, the Headmasters are actually little organic guys from another planet of, that starts with a C. What's the name of that planet? Nebulon. Nebulon, which does not start with the, a C. Nebulon? <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, Nebulos. Yes. Um, yeah, there's a C. It's silent. And they don't use it. <laughs> and uh, uh, basically, what they it's they 
recreate some of the characters' heads uh, to be armor for them, and then they can transform into the heads of the Autobots and kind of control the Autobot bodies. Uh, it's kind of a team-up thing. Uh, in fact, also at this point, RC, uh, Daniel, RC and Daniel team up because Daniel gets very badly hurt, and in order to live, he needs uh, help from RC. So RC donates her head, and ironically, what R what uh, Daniel ends up wearing is an exosuit that he needs to stay alive. And this exosuit looks exactly like the exosuit he wears in the movie, as well as through a good portion of season three. But somehow it miraculously transforms into Arcee's head. Yeah. I'm trying and... not to make a comment about that. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Uh, but yes, yeah, several Autobots that we have never heard of before uh, become the headmasters. And then, of course, some of them didn't want to cha lose their heads. So uh, we had actually no. They had the Septicons chase the Autobots to Nebulus or to Nebulos, and some of the Nebulons um, become headmasters with the Autobots. The Decepticons want some too, so which sounds wrong. Um, so they meet up with these bad guys, uh, led by Zarek, and they become their uh, some of the Decepticon headmasters. Uh, but some Decepticons don't want that, don't want to lose their heads like that. So they have Nebulons become their guns, becoming AKA target masters. Uh, meanwhile, they start this construction on ma turning a large city on Nebulus into uh, another Transformer. Um, they meet up with the Autobots. There's a big battle. The Autobots lose because they don't have target masters. The Decepticons transform the city that they're on into Scorponok, which is a giant, giant headmaster, and they take off in Scorponok for Cybertron. And the we because you know anything the Decepticons can do, the Autobots can do better. The Autobots get some target masters, and they head off to Cybertron after Spike teams up with Cerebro. Is it Cerebros? I think. Yes. Uh, so Spike becomes the headmaster for Cerebros, who transforms into the head of another city that's converted into converted in record time, by the way, into a giant transformer, known as Fortress Maximus. There's a giant battle on Cybertron. We also meet Six Shot. There's a giant battle. There's a problem with was it Vector Sigma? I think it is. Um, Cosmic and energy chamber. The cosmic energy chamber. Most of the Autobots are, end up dying. A lot of Decepticons end up dying. It's massive. It's terrible. But the energy surge from the cosmic energy chamber restores all the Autobots, turns Cybertron gold, sends the Decepticons away. They vow to return, although they can't because Generation 1 is over. And it's the start of a new golden age on Cybertron, all with the same crappy animation you had in season three. Yay! And I had my <laughs> arms filling about; no one could see that. Okay, so yeah, and now this started, like I said, a whole new wave of toys. Um, because now you had double the transformations. Uh, you had the main body which transformed into like a vehicle or into a headless robot or with the Decepticons it was kind of uh, robotic animals uh, 
transforming into headless robots. And then you had the tiny little guys that transformed to the heads that you put on top. And they all came with a little feature, usually a chest plate that would fold down. And you'd see this little energy bar thing to let you know basically their stats. Now, I'm guessing you have most, if not all, of these guys. You know, I've only got a couple of the Headmasters. Oh, dude, you're slapping. I, I, I have, well, I haven't been able to find uh, all of them. I've got uh, the Alligator. I can't remember his name at the moment. Uh-huh. I've got the the, the brown-looking Transam futuristic thing. And then I have... Uh, Ooh, now this one I can come up with. Hold on, I got the... Night. I got my arc book. I can look at the. Uh... I think I've got it too, maybe somewhere. Dave, do you have any headmasters or target masters? Never really encountered them until later comic series. Didn't know oh. it existed until then, really. Oh, awesome. Dude, you're behind the times. Um... Yeah, so totally. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Uh, Fortress Maximus, uh, Yes, there's Fortress Maximus. Oh, but it's black and white, so that's not going to help with the color. Uh, Chrome Dome's a brown car. Yep, it's Chrome Dome. Okay. Yep, and I've got Nightbeat, which Night is Beat. a really one of the smaller headmasters that came out after that first. Oh, and the second wave, the Headmaster Juniors. Yeah. Ah, yes. Uh, yes. We'll get to them in a little bit. Um, yes, Chrome Dome, it's weird. Chrome Dome has a different look in Japan. And I have seen the car, but never the head for Chrome Dome. And he's the only headmaster I've ever seen that wasn't sealed in a package and cost a whole lot of money. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and the cool thing was the heads were interchangeable. They didn't show that on the American cartoon. But the heads were interchangeable, so you could plug them into different headmasters. I'm guessing they were also interchangeable between the Autobots and Decepticons, but I'm not completely sure. I think so. Probably. Uh, but yes, the names are fantastic. Uh, Chrome Dome, Hard Head, High Brow, and... Brainstorm? Brainstorm, yep. Oh yeah, and Brainstorm. Did I say Brainstorm? I didn't say Brainstorm. I meant to say Brainstorm. Yeah, but they're all futuristic looking, of course, because, you know, they're in the future. And, um, yep, and then the Decepticon ones were Weird Wolf, Mind Wipe, which is the bat, and Skull is an alligator. Yep, Skull Cruncher, yep, I've got him. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry, Skull Cruncher. Sorry, this book has the Japanese name, so. Um, yeah, it's it's old school. Um, but yes, so you had all of these. You had also, like I said, the Target Masters, which have very strange names over in Japan. Um, but the easier ones to remember are Point Blank, uh, Crosshairs, and uh, Sure Shot. Which makes sense if you're a target master. Sure. Um, the other difference, another difference between the Japanese cartoon and the American cartoon, as far as the target masters, is if you watch the American cartoon, the they transform into guns, but then they kind of have to hold them with two hands as they shoot, 
and the uh, the whatever transformer is holding them has really nothing to do with it. But in the Japanese cartoon, they actually attach to the hand, or to where the hand would be, attach over the end of the arm, basically. And then the actual transformer using the blaster can actually aim it. So it's a little different. And as far as the comics, I, like I said, I don't know how much of the Headmasters, Target Master stuff uh, came over other than that three-issue miniseries. And we're not sure how, and I'm guessing they didn't have much in the UK comics since Dave's never heard of them before. Um, it may be I've just not gotten to that bit yet. Um, okay. That might be just what it is. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Um, just giving you crap, man. Um, that's cool. <laughs> now in Japan, like I said, there this is where they diverged. Japan decided to take over the Transformers series because Transformers was still actually doing very well over there because they didn't have the same problem with Convoy dying as we did with Optimus Prime dying. So they had a full, I want to say it's about 39 episodes, uh, series that they called Transformers The Headmasters. completely in Japan. The animation was once again done by Toei, so the animation is a better style of is better quality animation. It's not great, but it's better quality animation. Uh, the designs for the characters are a little more detailed. Of course, a lot of the names change again. Oh, and I forgot to I forgot the big one of the big changes between Autobots and Decepticon or between Transformers in Japan and Transformers in America. And I I don't know why they did this. One of the big changes is that the planet Cybertron in Japan is known as Sabertron. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's spelled different. You can't hear the big difference. It's spelled different. It's like S-E-I instead of C-Y. And then the Autobots are referred to as the Cybertrons, and the Decepticons are referred to as the Destrons. Why they did that, again, I don't know. Maybe Decepticon means something some kind of cuss word over there. Um, <laughs> I don't think so. But considering late that more recently with the movie and everything that they haven't changed Autobot and Decepticon, I don't think that's the problem. They kept the symbols. The symbols stayed the same. But yeah, another big uh, one of the big differences as far as the Japanese Headmasters, well, first of all, you don't get everyone introduced in one cram-pack three-parter. The Target Masters don't even show up halfway through the series. Uh, the headmasters show up in the first series uh, again. 
uh, the, if one of the big differences is that, of course, the first episode brings you up to speed on what what has been happening since the Autobots and Des or sorry, the Cybertrons and the Destrons landed on Earth. Since it is picking up from the end of season three, Optimus or sorry, Convoy is still alive. Uh, some of the characters I mentioned that are still alive in Japan that are dead in America. This first episode of Headmasters, you've got Jazz, which it makes sense, but you also have I want to say you have Ratchet, Sideswipe, Wheeljack, and Sunstreaker, I think, all appear in there. Mirage is in there, I want to say. A lot of the Season 1 guys show up again on Earth with Ultra Magnus, who, by the way, gets to keep his name in Japan. Oh, nice. Yeah, well, he's going to die anyway, so... <laughs> oh, I haven't got that far. Oh, yet. sorry, spoiler alert. Uh, it's 20 years old. <laughs> uh, no, it's not. It's almost 30 years old. Um I know shit. So anyway, the the big difference as far as this also is that instead of the masters as you, they would I guess you would want to call them, they're not organic guys or humans or anything from the planet Nebulous. They are actual transformers that left Cybertron way back before the Great War started or right at the beginning of it. That built these, what they call, I think they're called trans-tech units. Mm -hmm. And they actually are, the, these transformers transform themselves into the heads, and then that completely controls the trans-tech units. So basically, there's no <laughs> double-headed thing. There's no schizophrenia going on. This is just one character. And, of course, when they're in the when they're in their vehicle modes, the those guys... Uh, drive or fly the vehicles. Um, Fortress Maximus is still Fortress Maximus, but his headmaster is not Cerebros. It is, you ready for this? Fortress. Nice. Yeah, it's original. Uh, <laughs> Chrome Dome is still Chrome Dome. Brainstorm is still Brainstorm. Hardhead still Hardhead. Highbrow still Highbrow. Point Blank is... Did I mention Point Blank? No, I didn't. He's Blanker. And, uh... Yeah, they're getting into some of the Target Masters. Anyway, um... So that's the big difference. Um... After the first three episodes, Convoy dies again. <laughs> um... Yeah. Because, you know, they just didn't like him over there. And then, after about the... I want to say the tenth episode, S S Sabertron is destroyed... And um, Rodimus and most of the remaining Transformers from Season 3 leave uh, to go look for a new home planet for the Transformers. We'll never see Cup or Rodimus Convoy or some of the others ever again. Um, the ones that stick around are RC... I think Grimlock stays around, doesn't he? You don't really don't, see too many of the other Dinobots. Grimlock, yeah. I know, is there. I remember seeing. I've, I haven't got my made it all the way through that that box set yet because it's. I have to focus too hard on it because I have to keep reading and I. And yeah, I, you got to read the <laughs> subtitles. If I don't pay attention, I get I lose where I'm at. But um, I don't remember seeing Grimlock too much. Yeah, I know he's in the first one. I don't. You, we might not see him after that. He's. I know he's there at the beginning, and he's trying to get more stories from Cup. But anyway, uh, they focus um, mainly just on the headmasters. Yeah, 
pretty much. Trains. The uh, that's right. There's train bots that transform into one giant transformer called, I believe, Gaiden. And all of these transformers, because they're Japanese exclusives, I want to say, I don't know that they ever came out in America. They all have very Japanese names. Mm -hmm. uh, let me show you the names. Let's see. <laughs> I've got them right here. There's one train called Suiken. One's called Seizan. Uh, Kain and Getsui and Yukikaze and they combine into Raiden. So there's six trains combined into one giant gestalt and yes. Um, you over the over time though you do get uh, some of the some more cameos by some of the season three and before uh, Decepticon robots. I've I know that even in the last episode you see Bruticus and some of the Decepticon combiners. But that's not the point. Uh, moving right along, these, um, like I said, halfway through the season, um, we also finally get introduced to um, Zarek. And I believe instead of... Uh, I believe that's Black Zarek, but I'm not completely sure. And, uh, yeah, he's he's the guy that, beco that becomes... Um, what you call it, Scorponok. Um, they at one point the Headmaster Autobots do succeed in killing Cyber or s destroying Galvatron. Uh, sure Shot, not Sure Shot, Six Shot is a Six Changer uh, Decepticon, and he eventually kills Ultra Magnus, and then kind of becomes a good guy by the end. Thanks to Daniel. Who doesn't get hurt is just annoying all the way through the season, <laughs> um, and yeah, by the end of it, the uh, Autobots or the Cybertrons have won the day. Scorponox destroyed, and everyone's happy. Now, I've got to say that these Japanese cartoons, at one point, and I believe it's out of Singapore, had some really awful dubs done, and these dubs are terrible, not only because. I mean, they're in English, but I think they only hired three guys and one woman to do the voices of everybody. <laughs> and that's over all three of these Japanese-only series. Um, and they changed the names, which is really weird, because if they're in English, you would think that they would have been watching Transformers for the past three years or so. Probably the, Jap <laughs> the American version. But it's, it's really weird, too. Like Some of the names make sense. Like You get Optimus Prime... Jazz, Grimlock, but Spike is called Sparkle. Um, <laughs> really? Yeah, Spike is referred to as Sparkle. Daniel's is this always Sparkle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Daniel is always referred to as Danny. They all have weird kind of British accents too. <laughs> so it's Sparkle, not Sparkle. Oh. It is Sparkle. Um, but yes, and of course, since it's dubbing of anime a lot of times they just talk really fast uh, they did do the guy the guy does talk pretty fast when he's voicing um, Blur I have to say uh, but yeah some of the names are really screwed up Rodimus is referred to as Rodimus Prime even when he's Hot Rod um, yeah Fortress is called Cerebros I, they kept some of the names, but then screwed up some of the others. And it's just in Headmasters. In the other two series, they go with 
they usually were going with whatever the American or European toy name for it was unless it was a Japanese exclusive toy in which they would use the Japanese name I don't remember what they named the trains unless they just called them the train bots but they did do a, f a fancy thing where if it's a character with a faceplate like Optimus they put their mouth something over their mouth so that it sounds like they're talking behind a plate oh nice yeah which mm. makes it really difficult to understand them even more but yeah <laughs> So, but they did that for three series. I got to give them credit, and they're actually so bad that they're kind of funny. They don't put it on any of the on the American releases of the DVDs. I believe at least the Headmaster series released for uh, from Metrodome in the UK had the English soundtrack to them. I want to say I'm not sure. Have you gotten any of those, Dave? No, unfortunately. Uh, you should get those. They're good. It's good cartoons, even if you don't listen to the English crap. Um, but yeah, halfway through the series, you get the Target Masters. I've already finished the series. I, Like I said, the comics just kept trucking on, even though the cartoon wasn't going on anymore. They weren't making new episodes, but they had a season five, which they gave, them, gave it a new opening, but then repeated the old shows. In fact, as uh, I don't remember how they did it, but I want to say that in my mind, for some reason, I had in my head for years that the reason that Optimus Prime died was at, from at the uh, when he got knocked out of a cave and rolled down a hill, which is actually from episode, the very what the third episode of Transformers ever. Uh, somehow I had that that's how he died so I'm thinking that when they were re-airing episodes I'm thinking they did that three part miniseries and then went up to the movie but I'm not sure anyway um, let's see you don't have many headmasters did you have any target masters what's that do you, do you have any target masters I got uh, I've got one I've got uh, hold on here uh, I think it's sure shot I believe. Hold on just a second. Got to find the the name. I've drawn a blank on the name. Okay. Sure shot. Yeah, I've got sure shot. Okay, cool. Yeah. Now I know that they look really cool on the cartoon. Do they look really cool in toy form? What's that? They looked really cool on the cartoon. Do they look cool at all on the toy? Um. Or are they just your average? They generation I, one. They didn't have as much articulation, you know, like Sure Shot, his shoulders, it can only come up and down like he's flapping his arms like a bird. <laughs> he does, do have, shoot he, he you... does have articulation at the elbow. He can bend his elbow, but you can't like, you know. Oh, um, they're a cheaper toy. Like the, his legs are stuck together. like They're one piece. Um, uh, okay. You know, they just, they basically tried to do the best they could with what they had. You know. Yeah. yeah, by this point the, the line was kind of starting to fail anyway, so the quality is going down a little bit. Um unfortunately. Uh but after Headmasters we got Master Force over in Japan. <laughs> Uh, 
um, which introduced, well, in Japan, they were called the Godmasters, and they had the Headmaster Juniors, which were basically like, which were basically Headmasters, except in Japan they were kids. Um, but we did get all of these guys, or most of them, over in America as Headmasters and, of course, Power Masters, including Power Master Optimus Prime. Um, and, of course, there's actually, you can go online, or if you have the special Sony-released uh, 20th or 25th anniversary edition of the Transformers movie, I believe it's either purposely on there or it's the Easter eggs of some of these commercials where they actually have animated the Power Masters characters, and they got Peter Weller back to be Optimus Prime for these. Um, but, yeah, again... I think some of this did actually make it into the comics. I know Power Master Optimus Prime did show up in the comics right before they ended. Um, in fact, I gotta see when the comic ended. They might have been over by this point. Uh, I think the American ended ones. Ninety-one. The, yeah, the UK ones ended in ninety-one. The American one ended sooner. Uh, yeah, I don't know how you all kept going. Uh, we had but the extra also... stories and we're splitting it up a bit. Oh, that's probably Maybe that it. did it. Yeah. The uh, another big thing that they did was the Pretenders, which is different depending on how you want to look at it. In the for the toy, it was called a Pretender shell. And you open up the Pretender shell, and inside is a robot, a Transformer, Autobot or Decepticon, um, that of course can transform into a vehicle of some kind and everything. Um, those they and they had some pretty cool commercials too. Uh, now in America, they were trying to save Transformers. So in America, you got the Pretenders that came out as part of the line anyway, but you also got new Pretenders, and inside you had updated versions of Bumblebee, Grimlock, Starscream, and others that could also transform. In fact, I think somehow that's how my brother got a Bumblebee when he was little um, because that bumblebee looks a lot cooler than the original one yeah. um, same basic transformation though um, but yeah the, I don't those may have come out in Japan but I'm not sure oh I should also mention that over in Japan while we're talking about all these they had manga that came out because they do that for all of these uh, they had TV magazines that would have more stories and have the stories printed in there uh, that would actually tell side stories and stuff from what happened in the TV shows. Uh, let's see. Oh, here we go. By 1989, sales had declined, forcing Marvel UK to pre begin printing the title in black and white. Uh, the mix of UK and US material continued until issue 332 in 1991. The enormous amount of UK storytelling formed a source of print material for modern publishers, including Titan Books and IDW. Although not every UK story has been reprinted, and as such, the original issues are highly sought after by collectors seeking as complete a record of the Transformers story as possible. Word. <laughs> uh, but as far as the tra the American Transformers, it doesn't it doesn't give a year. Doggone it. Uh, but the Transformers comic lasted up until issue 80. And to make fun of the fact that it started out as a, th as a four issue miniseries, at the top of the 
issue, it actually says number 80 in a four-issue limited series. <laughs> uh, but yeah. apparently, in that <laughs> in that last in that last issue, the final page actually shows the return of Optimus Prime in his Power Master form. So that happens just in the final issue. Then, uh, eventually, we'll get into what happens next in America. But continuing on over in Japan because they're continuing the first generation of Transformers. Uh, like I said, the now this one took was a departure from the old Transformers story. There was some slight uh, co- uh, continuity between the series in that I believe Chrome Dome makes an appearance in the first episode in a message to one of the Autobots. But um, the cartoon v- the or the anime version of Pretenders is that they could be normal, uh, well, at least the Autobots, could be normal humans, or normal-sized humans like you or I, and with, by touching a button on their watch, they kind of transformed into giant robots that could then transform and do stuff. Now, the toys in Japan were just like the ones in America, but the cartoon did it different. Um, it's kind of weird. Um, but, yeah, you got... So you had the Autobot ones. Now the Decepticon ones were all monsters. Um, and they had two pretenders that became tran- uh, Power Masters. Giga and another one. Now that's important because they become a Japanese exclusive bad guy. Giga and Mega. And they combined into a Power Master called Death Xanrus. No, Death Saurus. Excuse me. And... Um, they were actually humans that volunteered to be transformed into these Transformer monsters. The Decepticons did have some humans that actually were Headmasters. Uh, Headmaster Juniors, actually both sides had Headmaster Juniors that were humans that got to transform into they were somehow transformed into robots that could transform into the heads of their vehicles. Most of them were kids, so I don't know how they were driving. Um, but we got all of these characters over in America with different paint schemes and different colors, including one that in Japan's a girl. Um, but anyway, we got Power Master Optimus Prime over here that is actually not complete because in Japan it got an extra part called God Bomber, which has been is part of the re-release as part of the Apex armor. I've got it. You've got the re-release. That's cool. the one I got the, with the Apex armor. Okay. The, yeah, that's the... one I've got. Yeah, somehow though, even it happened to me with the original too. I cannot keep track of all the dang guns connected <laughs> to that Optimus Prime. Oh, mine! Uh, I've got all my stuff. He uh, he sits on a shelf. We don't we don't play with him. Yeah. Well, <laughs> thank you. Yes, I have, I'm 32. I, have one I still in play my, in my house and touch not lest ye be touched. <laughs> Yeah, the uh, uh, I the my original got really busted because I was, I would have been like eight or nine when that toy came out in America, which means that I had brothers and sisters who were three and four, oh. that didn't understand being gentle with toys, so that one got busted up. But I did get the reissue, but I've moved about three times since I got the reissue. So somewhere along the way, I'm, I'm missing a couple of the guns. I do have myself an Optimus Prime shelf, but it only has like five Optimus Primes on it. Um, so not quite as cool. Um, I, 
I don't know how many I have. Let's see. I could probably, I could probably add it up real quick because I did an inventory. And I still got them numbered. <laughs> oh, there you go. Well, while you're counting them up, so continuing along, we got another series in Japan that really most of its toys never made it over here to America, and that's called Transformers Victory. This time, the leader of the Autobots was called Star Saber, and the leader of the Decepticons was referred to as Death Xanris. And this went back to your typical Autobots versus, or I'm sorry, Cybertrons versus Destrons battles. They're completely robotic. There's more, except these had, and this is fun because this will never happen in America, breast formers. <laughs> Wow. And I know this. Yeah, I know. Uh, this in the cartoon. I don't know how it works in the toys because I've never actually seen. Well, I've seen pictures of the toys, but I've never seen them actually work this way. But in the cartoon, you had these smaller guys. Uh, basically, it's similar to the Headmasters and Targetmasters. You had these guys that could drive the vehicles, fly the ship, whatever. And they were, you know, they were the they were the actually main Cybertron or Destron units, and they would transform into one part to get the actual transformer section. And then that part would kind of scan in in some cool late 80s, early 90s kind of rainbow-looking special effect that looks really similar, actually, to like the special effect they used in the Star Trek movies when they're doing their warp drive. And um, somehow that would place turn them into like the head plate or the face plate of the big transformer and that would slide up into the head and yeah it's it's wow. hard to explain um if you do you have those dvds yet because they've released all the way up through victory i i don't i've only got oh, okay. headmasters i recommend getting the other two Master i plan Force on and... i just you know i i, I tell you what i'm I'm used to spending so much money on Transformers <laughs> that every time I come across that, I'm like, oh, I'd love to get that. But I've already spent like, you know, $100 today. 100 bucks on the toys, yeah. Or something like that. So I plan on getting it. I just hadn't gotten okay. them yet. Uh, now, another thing to keep in mind is both of these last two that I've mentioned, uh, Ma uh, Master Force and Victory, not only include some new ones, but also some repaints of older toys because... 
like I said, even though they're still going with the show, they were still trying to save money. Fortress Maximus came back as Brave Maximus in Master Force, who is supposed to be Fortress Maximus's brother, and apparently is smaller, but the toy is exactly the same, just painted different. <laughs> uh, Six Shot, uh, Six Shot, I think got a new head maybe, and came back as. I don't know six changer or something in, for the. I mean, was a good guy that time. Um, there, there was actually a toy released in America uh, called Six Changer, I believe. I was just looking at it a second ago. Oh really? Sweet. Uh, and I apologize. I, my I gave. Survived. I gave some bad information. The bad guy in the Japanese show Victory is Death. It's the American version is Death Saurus, but is Death Xanrus over there? The bad guy in um, Master Force is called Overlord. So yeah, but anyway, uh, they had those guys. They um, and then of course most of the Decepticon guys could actually transform into uh, the giant Gestalts. We didn't have as many over on the Autobot side. But the uh, the difference in the animation on this one was that whereas on the last one they tried to keep them looking somewhat, even though they, they definitely kept the anime style, they were trying to go for a more somewhat realistic anime style. This the victory, while the robots were still looking very robotic, uh, the characters had more kids, so they were younger kids and therefore it was a simpler style on their animation. But that lasted about 42 episodes, if you want to count the fact that like six or seven of them were actually just episodes that show you stuff, basically clip shows. And uh, that series was followed up with a one-off original video for animation series called Zone. Introducing some more characters uh, called Micro Changers to, Jap to Japan, which we actually had those in America, and I'll get to those in a minute. Um, but it, yeah, and then it had two characters that we didn't get in America Die Atlas, and that's the only one I can find the name of right now. And 
Uh, they were the new heroes. And the bad guy, whose name I can't remember, actually reanimated, because I'm really good with names tonight, actually reanimated the quote-unquote corpses of the original Decepticon gestalts. And while some of the na the faces changed, you had Devastator, Predaking, Bruticus, I believe Trypticon, even though he wasn't a good stalt, and the uh, Stunticon, Minasaur, all came back and were evil again. And they had capes. <laughs> oh, good. Kind of tattered black capes. Now, after that, the... Did they have pointy hats and mustaches? No, but uh -huh. I couldn't tell you what happened to the face of Predaking. I don't know exactly what they did, but it looked very cartoony. Uh, now, being an, an OVA, as they call it over there, uh, the animation was very good, uh, basically movie quality. So it, that one episode looks great. But that was it for animation, for Transformers animation over in Japan for quite a while. Um, the story that started in Zone actually continued in those TV magazines I told you in manga form. Uh, a later series brought about the return of um, of well, Convoy, sorry, um, as Star Convoy, and he basically was brought back to life. It's the original Convoy again, and this time he's brought back as basically transforms into a base but with Optimus head um, the toy they actually made a toy of this is basically a brick with Optimus's head on top <laughs> uh, it does transform into this base though and is where it's got full of weapons and everything for the quote unquote micromasters to use I'm sorry the name of this was called uh, Battle Stars Transformers Battle Stars Wow, and uh, he also came with a micro a micromaster. Basically, it was uh, Hot Rod again. I don't. I'm guessing it was supposed to be the same character. Uh, the toy came with a small micromaster that looked like Hot Rod and could transform into Hot Rod, the little Hot Rod car. Um, that series also brought about brought, brought about the return of Megatron. Galvatron was brought back uh, by the evil bad guy of the series called Dark Nova. He was first turned into Super Megatron and had a better cannon and looks pretty... Basically, this series, because it was in manga form, had a lot more detail than what you would be used to in any Transformers stuff as far as animated. And, um, yeah, it's really detailed and very manga-esque. Like, it learned a lot from Gundam, is <laughs> all I can say. Uh, Super Megatron was, I think, destroyed. But came back again as Ultra Megatron, with even more guns, and looking wow. very 90s. And um, as Super Megatron, he actually, instead of transforming into a gun, he was a giant kind of, looks like a combination cannon and jet of some or space cruiser of some kind. And as Ultra Megatron, he was a flying cannon jet tank. But yeah, he's got a ton of guns in every direction. Um, wow. And Dark Nova actually looks a lot like a Quintesson, but can transform. Um, and then after that, they had this, the combiners of six different characters, six liner, six builder, six turbo, 
Six Wing and Six Train, which is part of the last G1 storyline called Operation Combination. And these actually, these guys actually, out of all this stuff, these guys actually did make it over into America. Uh, they had some, well, it was much more recently, they were retooled, not retooled, but repainted. And with some minor changes, um, Six Train was Rail Racer, Six Builder was Devastator, uh, Six Wing was Superion, and uh, which one? Six Liner or Six Train? Six Train, I believe, was Defensor. Yeah. So, yeah. I have and the that, Devastator one. The sixth one? Sweet. Yeah. Yeah, that was late 90s, I think. Those were like KB Toy Store exclusives or something. I wanted to get one, but it was like you had to get each one separate. Uh, yeah. Too much. Uh, anyway, after that, that brought about Generation 2, which was a new cartoon that involved the cube. Yes. Uh, yes, the CGI cube that provided the scene transitions because having the Autobot symbol fade away, flip over to the Decepticon symbol, and come back at us was too old school. Uh, you had this cybernetic cube. It was terrible. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this, I believe, is also the ser the TV series. Basically, they to for this they just re-aired old G1 cartoons, but with this cube to give it a new look, and. This was the series where you had Power Master Optimus Prime hosting with a kid. And the Power Master Optimus Prime was basically either a guy in a suit or stop motion animation or both. Um, on the plus side, the Cybernetic Cube, I believe, was one of the first times you had CGI in a, in a TV show. Yeah, it was a new technology at that time. That's probably why they did it. Yeah, which is why they only had 13 episodes. Um, but... Generation 2 started off with the Transformers being released in basically the same molds, but with more weaponry, a little more gadgetry, and brighteningly glaring uh, fluorescent colors. Oh, yeah. Um, Optimus started off as just same Optimus. He had a different trailer, but had some kind of a box that made noises and could shoot rockets from the trailer. Yeah, here. Uh, okay, what, hold on, I'll interject here. Oh, he's got it. Can you hear that? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> okay. All I have is a trailer, but. <laughs> well, well, you don't really need the. If you got one of the reissues of the original, you could just kind of hook that up to it, I guess. I could, yeah. But that's now it's hard to tell over the mic. Was that was that Peter Cullen's voice or no? Okay, I didn't it's just a, I am Optimus Prime. <laughs> it's, it's, I don't know who it is, but, <laughs> but now, here's the here's the really freaky part. Okay. I cracked that thing. It didn't work. I cracked it open to check the battery if it needed batteries. Mm -hmm. It takes a small little battery that looks like a double A, only like shorter. Okay. And a watch battery. Well, I don't know where to find the small double A, so I didn't. I just put it back together, and it started working. I don't know what the other battery's supposed <laughs> to do, but it's working, running off that one old watch battery that's in it. Oh wow, it's a little freaky. Weird. 
It's the toy that never dies. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Generation 2 was really scary looking. Um, Megatron, by that point, was not allowed to be a gun anymore because of the safety standards. So he became a tank. That kind of works, though. Yes, it, it looks does. really cool. Uh, a green it's... tank with purple camouflage, but a green tank nonetheless. Yeah, but he doesn't need someone else to fire him, though. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's that. And he still gets to keep the cannon. Uh, it's on his shoulder now, but still. Um, but he gets to be a tank, and uh, like I said, a lot of them. Now wait a minute before I get into Generation Two too much. Was Action Masters Generation Two or before that? Action Masters. Do you remember the Action Masters? Action Masters was yeah. where, in order to save Energon, the the ha or well the storyline is that in order to save uh they all save Energon they all all the Autobots underwent a transformation that uh basically kept them in their robot modes they could no longer transform but they got some really cool uh yeah that, that was uh, accessories generation yeah. two okay those really cool accessories they could transform and one of the big famous ones apparently is. Omega Supreme because they misspelled it or something. Huh. Um, but yeah, the less said about that, the better. They, again, they had the weird colors. They did get more show accurate uh, models for the characters, though. Um, except Optimus Prime had some weird orange on him for some reason. And yeah, so continuing Generation 2, anyway, uh, eventually more characters started getting new modes. Optimus Prime came back in two, came back twice. Uh, one. I don't. He just had more wheels. I think, looked more rugged. I think. There was uh, there was a Machine Wars line. Is that what you're talking about? No, no. This was still Generation Two because he came back as Optimus. No, 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 no. It wasn't more rugged. He looked more like a more modern truck. Uh, it wasn't the Laser Prime. It was before oh, that's that. Right. No, it, you're right. It's Laser. Uh, yeah, there was one before that that had a gun that hooked onto his arm like Megatron's cannon. Oh, Hero Optimus Prime. There you go, Hero Optimus Prime. Yeah. And a slight, a, a newer mold, a newer mold, more modern. Um, and like I said, he had a big cannon on his arm like Megatron used to. Yep. Then he came back again as Laser Optimus Prime. With some really cool articulation and a sword. Very cool. Uh, that also, believe it or not, was released in Japan, even though it says Optimus and Prime across his chest windows. But I believe they just left the stickers pink or something to that effect. Anyway, yes, I did say pink because, you know, pink was really cool in 1990. Um, yes. Moving right along, we had, after gen Generation 2 ended, basically in failure. And they decided they needed to do something different. So, we got Beast Wars.
this time, the story starts off with a whole bunch of op of good guys, the Maximals, and the bad guys, the the dis, uh, the Predacons, off into space. They get into a battle and crash land on a planet, and this time, kind of like what Dave was talking about with the Dinobots, there's no machinery around other than the ships they were in. So they look for the most dominant forms on the planet. The the the, the Predacons become predator type uh, animals, mostly dinosaurs. Uh, Megatron is the leader, and he's a Tyrannosaurus. On the opposite side, Optimus Primal is a gorilla, and the others also are nice animals like a cheetah. Yep. Which to me is a predator. I don't know how that works. <laughs> Also, because they didn't want to name him, they have a Dinobot, which I wonder what his name was before he became a dinosaur, uh, which is basically an Allosaurus, and he defects from the Predacons over to the Maximals. And this is their first fully CGI Transformers cartoon, and it looks a little weak at the in the first season, but by the time you get to the end of this series, it's pretty freaking awesome. Yep. Uh, the first season is 26 episodes long. Uh, the toys... Um, do you have a lot of Beast toys? I do. I do. <laughs> awesome. Do you have both Optimuses? Because there was I a gorilla did. and there was the I've, bat. I've got uh, got the, the uh, Universe uh, Prime, which is, which is his head and arms are red. And he's got a okay. lighter brown... Uh-huh. And I've got a smaller version of the more original Optimus Primal. I got the Transmetal Optimus Primal. I got the big Transmetal 2, like, oh, that turns into, like, cool. a spaceship. Uh-huh. Yeah, it and, turns into, like, seven different things. And then uh, I got the Beast Machines Prime. The one I got two of that one version of him. And then okay. uh, I've, got, uh, I've got the Leo Prime. That uh, the Japanese that came one with, or... with the line on his chest. Oh, okay. Who, okay. Which is who I named my cat like... after. <laughs> so he the, the repaint of the character from uh, Cybertron. Yeah, like Leo Breaker or something. Yeah, Leo Breaker. At least yeah. I think that's what he is. In Leo Jack. Oh, yeah, Leo Breaker in America. Leo Jack in Japan. Anyway, um, so yeah, you had. Now it's I should point out too that um, both Optimus Primal and Megatron had toy releases before the cartoon, in which Optimus Primal was a bat, yep, and Megatron was a alligator. Yes. Okay. And I, I, uh, I don't have those two. Oh, you've got to find them. Want to uh, actually? That. Yeah. Um, but yes. So you had the cartoon and. This cartoon was actually a little... It was a more mature cartoon than what you had before. Okay. You had a smaller cast and, more importantly, no humans. No. Now, after 26 episodes, that series went over to Japan.
たままのこのパワー体中で浴びろ光自然のシャワー何が全で悪で丸め込んでやめろ向かう正義の力生き抜け誰のため逃げちゃダメ全宇宙の平和願ってロボットだってサイバートロンパワーは全開デストロンのメッカ全てこれで破壊心の隅の隅そくじゃあくまやぼう理由しないかけたすぐそこに希望どんな流れこれでどれも何も勝利への鍵握る今日もいつも立ち止まることはしないだって惑星お守り通す光なって今だ戦いくビースボール挑戦みたいトランスフォーマー They they got they got those twenty six episodes. I want to say that they had a problem selling female trans or female robots to kids. So Black Arachnia, I want to say, is a dude with boobs. As I say, she had like huge boobs. How'd they pull that yeah. off? Well, he's just an effeminate guy. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, we won't get into that. Anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, so but unfortunately, 26 episodes isn't long enough for to air a weekly series. So Japan needed more, and America, the American version was only coming out with a 13 episode season two and a 13 episode season three. So they were gonna have to wait until the end of season three in order to get enough episodes. So they created their own anime version. This was not CGI, but it was called Beast Wars 2. Starts off similar, actually, basically to the old story, um, or to the same story as Beast Wars One, I guess, with the Maximals and the Predacons crash landing on the planet. Now the difference is actually that the bad guys were actually the good guys are still known as Cybertrons and the bad guys are still known as Destrons. Now on this series, the Cybertrons all transformed into animals with their leader being Leo Convoy, 
keeping the convoy thing going. And of course he transformed into a lion. And the other side were the Destrons who were all machines, war machines. This allowed them to, instead of having to create all new guys for the bad guys, this allowed them to just bring back the old molds. So we had Trypticon came back. Megatron uh, wasn't he wasn't called he was called Mega Storm and he was kind of the second fiddle and but he was there in his green tank mode from generation 2 Starscream and BB were in this series I don't remember if they were referred to as Starscream and BB in the toy line but they were also generation 2 remolds of the original characters that were brought in for the animation and yeah so basically you had all these war machines versus animals and somehow the good guys won. And, yeah. And now these toys are all, uh, other than the ones that were repainted to put be put on the show, all of those toys are Japanese exclusives. Now, in order to keep uh, the kids thinking that it's still part of Beast Wars, the toys all have CGI uh, character pictures on the boxes. So that's kind of cool. Um, but those toys are pretty highly sought after. Uh, we didn't get any comics for them, of course, over here. Uh, well, we did more recently, but back when that when that stuff was airing, we didn't. And most of those are hard to come by in America. No one online has subbed them because there aren't good versions of them. They have not been released on DVD. Uh, I believe if you found it, or if you can find them online, they're obviously going to be raw. Some of them will be subbed, but most of them are coming from home video releases, so... The quality is not going to be great. So, yeah, this is one of those series that a lot of people are... Even though apparently it's a pretty crappy series and the animation doesn't hold up very well, uh, people are still big on wanting to get it. Uh, after Beast Wars 2 ended, uh, they still weren't ready for the Beast Wars Season 2 and Season 3 over there. So they came up with Beast Wars Neo. Love is here, time they didn't do as many repaints but you had soft little animals versus dinosaurs and of course the soft little animals were the Cybertrons led by the least soft animal Big Convoy who transforms into a giant woolly mammoth and of course his soldiers are guys that can transform into such powerful monsters as P-51 
penguin, a uh, teddy bear with an alarm clock in its tummy. Um, what else was there? A giraffe. Yeah, it's fun stuff. Um, but actually, this one is is actually a pretty popular one because while it's even subbed and released on video even less than Beast Wars 2, it also heralded the return of Unicron. Uh, they actually even almost made a Unicron toy for this series, but by the time they got one that they thought would look good, the price was going to be way too much, and they shelved it. But Unicron came back, actually just took over the main, I think it's Gigastorm, is the main bad guy on this, uh, took over his body and used him uh, to try to revive his old, I don't know what happened because I haven't seen the series and I don't know Japanese. But yes, Unicron came back in that series. I should also point out that there is one movie between the two series called Beast Wars 2 The Movie. Most of it is uh, a typical Beast Wars 2 storyline. However, by the end of it, the Destrons are trying to bring back the original Megatron to help them defeat the Cybertrons, but they miss and bring back some... I don't know what the hell it is. Some giant robotic thing. And in order to save them, the Cybertrons actually bring back Convoy over from the CGI American Beast Wars. So it's the only time that one of the characters from the American Beast Wars actually got animated in an anime style. And he's referred to as Convoy because the Japanese thought that it was just a continuation of the original Transformer show. So they thought that... Uh, basically, I guess you could call him Beast Convoy, uh, was supposed to be just evol uh, an evolved version of the original Convoy. And because of how they are in Japan, the two of them can combine their matrices, matrices and become Burning Convoy, and that's how they save the day. By literally hugging and holding their holding one hand and kind of hugging each other with the other they turn into burning convoy so both toys of course got a re-release in orange and red because they're burning with justice nice yes uh but anyway back to then of course the american show came back um we never had much of a hiatus we just had your usual summer hiatus it was known as beast wars medals over in japan Oh, 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 oh,
this the second series introduced fusors, which was a combination of, uh, you know, when they combine two ant or two creatures together, like a snake and a spider, or an eagle and a lion. And uh, Op uh, Optimus Primal, who had apparently seemingly been killed at the end of the first season, thanks to Megatron, came back as a new surfboard riding blue shiny gorilla, because that's what they do. Um, and we realize that the planet that they crash landed on is prehistoric Earth. And by the end of the season, we find that they have found the Ark. And at the end of the episode, and we see the return of Ravage, who can now talk nice. with an accent. And for once, we get the old transformation sound for that episode. He transforms into a tape, uh -huh. which completely doesn't work if you look at it because it's a robot. Si it's a human-sized robot that transforms into a cassette-sized cassette. And apparently, originally, they wanted him. He pops into cassette tape to tra to control his vehicle of some kind. It the originally they were trying to get it to actually play the original Transformers theme song, but they couldn't get the rights to the song. Ah, <laughs> oh, that would have been so cool. Yeah, so it doesn't really play anything. By the end of the episode, Megatron blasts Optimus Prime's face off, and looks like all of the world is going to end. But at the beginning of season three, they the Autobot or the Maximal save the day, and in doing so, Optimus Primal transforms into this giant machine. He's no longer part organic at all. And uh, yeah, we have season three, and everything comes to an end. They finally defeat Megatron, who is by the end of the series a dragon, a cool-looking red dragon, by the way. Ooh. And uh, yeah, what? I'm Yes, and that that's how Beast Wars ends with them heading all heading back to Cybertron with Megatron stuck on the top of the little shuttle that they're flying. Not at all letting you know that there's going to be another series. <laughs> uh, the toys for all of this was really cool, although I don't have any of them. Dave, do you have any Beast toys? No, I did see a couple of them. I think they were. I think well, some of them released as part of McDonald's Happy Meal type things. Yes. Because yes. I think I remember either maybe having a couple of those, uh, but not proper ones, if you know what I mean. They uh, were slightly degraded from what you would buy at the toy store, though. Yeah. Just a lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, okay. They were, they um, were kind of cool, but uh, yeah, I still prefer trucks and tip decks. Yes, and... yes, yes. That, yeah, but at the time, a lot of people were like that. But yeah. by the end of the series, and I think it's like what Travis said, by the time they revealed that this is basically the future versions, well, yeah. not future versions, but future descendants of the original Autobots and Decepticons have gone back in time to while they were crash-landed on Earth, suddenly people started liking it again. Yeah, I think my problem was that was the last episode I saw of it. I think oh. it, it shifted about the time schedules on me a bit, or I was doing something, but I'm, that's the last thing I remember seeing of Beast Wars. <laughs> so you don't know how they fixed it? Nope. Not a clue. Well, 
I'll tell you in the next in the first episode of the next season, Earth blows up and the entire universe is gone. The end. Ah. Uh, yeah. Sorry, spoiler. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no. Anyway, uh, now the toys, from what I've heard, the in order to achieve the metallic look, they did a va- vacuum metallic vacuum metal. Uh, and apparently that stuff comes off pretty easily after 20 years. <laughs> Mine are still holding up. Those okay. Ones I have. Um, I mean, there's a little bit of wear because I buy a lot of stuff used, you know, like, yeah. the, you know, at, at the vintage. Uh, but yeah, okay. um, mine seem to be holding up fairly well. Well, yeah, you've got the no touch unless you want to be touched thing. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but, yeah, that is true. <laughs> and then uh, after that, uh, in America anyway, we had Beast Machines. <laughs> Which was two 13-episode seasons of some call it a higher quality animation, some call it a lower quality animation. Uh, I call it, eh. Um, it's kind of higher quality because the character designs were crazy, and things were a little more fluid. There was some more detail in places, and stuff like that. On the other hand. All that shiny reflective stuff that they had in Beast Wars was gone. It was all flat colored. And, uh, well, you know, they kind of had a 3D, but it wasn't reflective. And uh, they kind of had to simplify some of the backgrounds. It gave, it, this definitely was a more stylized series. And to help with some of the motion stuff, they actually went with the Japanese look of having the lines flying behind them. <laughs> So it wasn't bad. I liked the story. That was actually my first uh, real introduction to the Beast era. Uh, I did not know about how about Beast Wars and its connection. Um, I actually watched the last two episodes when they originally aired, so I know how that in- knew how it ended. And uh, yeah, so I don't like it as much as Beast Wars, but it was still I thought it was still pretty good. Um, again, there was no comics but they had some toys that were still really cool. Um, I don't have any of these either. Apparently, uh, Travis at least has the Optimus Primals. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's the same one. I got it twice. I can't, one of those, those <laughs> 99 cent bins, I got one, so I grabbed oh, it. Oh, okay. okay. Now, a couple of these actually got re-released during the uh, Robots in Disguise line. Do you ha- is, did you get any of those? Like, uh, there was a better version of Optimus Primal. And of the Megatron head, I believe. Yeah, I got. I think I got some of them. I, okay. I have the only different one I got is is Transformers Universe. They did the Universe line. Okay. I got that Optimus Primal, which is like it's got the red arms, the red on the on his head. Okay. But uh, yeah, this one was a was a more screen accurate version of the Beast Machines Optimus Primal. Uh, that they actually put uh, they didn't have it, it wasn't ready in, it was expensive and it wasn't like ready in time for the Beast Machines line so they just threw it in with the Robots in Disguise line okay, no, I don't have that 
Ah, okay. Um, anyway, continuing on. Uh, after that, uh, meanwhile in Japan, they didn't do Beast Machines. Uh, they decided to bring back the old school stuff. So we had Cybertrons versus Death Strongers, because that's what they did. But it was called Car Robots. This was another series that had a lot of repaints in it again, but some new stuff. And it sounds like most of us got to see this one. This time, Convoy or Optimus Prime was a fire truck. It had Ultra Magnus. It had the well, well the Autobot brothers, Prowl, and the other two. Jeez, can't think of names. Anyway, had the Autobot brothers. Prowl was the only one I was able to buy, so that's why I remember him. X-Bron. X-Bron and... Uh, the, the Dodge Viper. Yeah, the blue one. Yeah. I'm drawing a black had a, I've that, got him in red. But. Okay. Yeah, they, they do that now. Uh, but yeah, yeah, he was the one that kept flirting with red cars. That guy was cool. <laughs> kept freaking out. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, that one girl is in that series. Is a, yeah, anyway. Uh, I remember specifically this series because it premiered on September 8th. And the very first episode has... The, that version of Megatron, well, it premiered in America then. Uh, has that version of uh, Megatron in his hand form crash through a building and come out the other side with the building in the background with smoke coming out of it. That episode never aired again because of the whole 9-11 thing a few days later. Uh, so that ne- that episode never actually aired in America again due to 9-11. So if you missed it the first time, which I did, I did stupid, re- stupid recorder ran out of tape. Just All I got was the very beginning of it. Oh, I was oh, no. so pissed. So it took a while before I finally got to see that episode. Anyway, now this I thought was an actually fun series. I actually started getting some of the toys again. I have the Optimus Prime fire truck. I have the Ultra Magnus. They combined into Omega Prime. 
Um, I had the Megatron, but I sold it. Uh, and I have the Prowl still. And in Japan, that toy line got a re-release of Fortress Maximus again. Yep. They wanted to do that in America, but it's basically it's the same Fortress Maximus toy from the like 20 years previous, and it does not pass current safety standards in America, so they couldn't re-release it. Uh-huh. However, you if you want to import it, you could import it from Japan or Korea, because Korea later got the cartoon and put it in Korean and also put out the toys. So you still could have gotten it. It just would have cost a lot more. Yeah. Still cheaper than getting a G- Generation 1 Fortress Maximus, though. Which is running about $300. Exactly. Although they're or, about or, to re-release that. They're about to re-release that in Japan. They're actually going to do a, an American release, but it, it might, you might as well buy a G1 because it's going to cost you probably $200 for the re-release. Oh, jeez. I know, because I want one so bad, and that just... It just... <laughs> My wife would kill me if I spent that much on a toy. Yeah. Um, number one and number two, I really don't have a place for foot-tall transformer. Oh, uh, t- let me tell you, I'm I have to rearrange this place all the time trying to make more room. <laughs> uh, yeah, that would yeah. If only they um, actually change size for you, make packing yeah. a bit easier. Yeah, uh, if they actually did the size changing thing, that would be awesome. That would be cool. But uh I'm actually going to have to... I'm thinking about uh, tearing out the ceiling and building the loft. There you go. Just to make more room for Transformers. <laughs> wow. Uh, but in any event, the uh, that series did pretty well. It was the first It was the first time that America took a Japanese Transformers cartoon and dubbed it. Yep. Uh, unfortunately, it's owned by Saban Entertainment, which was owned by Disney for a while before they got it all back. It has not been released in America on DVD, although Dave could have, if he's not already, could have been the proud owner of a DVD set because they've released it like three or four times on several different DVD sets over there in the UK. Hmm. I haven't seen you that have one it. yet, though. <laughs> it's typical. Fact, all, all of the ones you mentioned, I haven't seen. It's great. Of course. Well, this is fun. Uh, in fact, that's how I actually have some because uh, my friend Tor let me borrow his UK releases. Hey. And... Uh, they're really crystal clear and good quality. Um, but anyway. Yeah, he well, lived some of the Batman animated series releases, you know, uh-huh. that, similar yeah. problems. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you guys don't get those. No. I've heard about that. Well, well, Dave, if you come across any of those, you know, UK release, you know, DVDs, Christmas is coming up, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now you have – I would, have, love, do you I would have, love to get that on DVD. Do you have a region-free player because it is – Pal or the region two and stuff. It's it's wild. It's region two, so it won't play over here unless you have a region free DVD player. I'll just have to get one of those two, I guess. Okay. <laughs> um, so Dave, while you're looking out there, if you find a region free DVD player, he's looking for one of those two. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, but after that, uh, Transformers they they were making a big to do about this. Uh, in fact, it premiered on my wedding day. Uh, they made a big to-do about the new series that they were going to do. It was the first time that Hasbro and Takara were working together to create the toys and the series. It was going to be awesome, and the first episode looked like it, and then everything else kind of sucked. Uh, it's called Armada. In Japan, apparently, it was supposed to be a continuation of G1 starting from 
the end of the American the American series, and it didn't work out. Uh, but that's why in the first few episodes you get so many Generation One cameos in there. Hound can be seen. Jetfire, that little plane guy that I mentioned earlier. Thank you. <laughs> uh, and several others can be seen in the backgrounds of the show in the very first few episodes. And this series introduces the Minicons, which Travis apparently has made sure he got all of three <laughs> times. <laughs> yes, and let's see, I have I have Optimus and I have Hotshot, but in his powered-up red form. That's all I've got. And of course, this series also brought about the return of Unicron by the end of it. The battlefield has shifted. The Autobots and Decepticons are racing through space to face the greatest evil the Transformers have ever encountered. They have entered the Unicron Battles. Transformers. And we actually get the first time a toy version of Unicron is made. It's expensive, but not as expensive as it would have been before. And it's got one glowing hand. But it does transform into a planet, and it's a pretty good robot, and it's got its own Minicon. Yep. It's not really in scale with the others, as far as the whole planetary thing. It doesn't look like... Uh, Orson Welles, but, you know, whatever. But that series lasted 52 episodes because it's an anime and that's what they do. And it's a really confusing how they did it. Apparently it premiered in America first and they kept messing up the script so much. Names that were wrong were used a lot. Optimus Prime's minicon known as Sparkplug was referred to as Leader One for a good chunk of the series. Tidal Wave uh, was a character that was introduced as Shockwave because he was known as Shockwave over in Japan and they didn't bother to translate it <laughs> and because apparently Hasbro couldn't get the rights to the name Shockwave. And also Hasbro decided to release Shock or Tidal Wave as gray, green, and brown instead of the purple and gray he is on the cartoon. I don't understand why they did that. But in any event, yeah, that was fun. Uh, they also had some episodes where the animation looks like crap, but it looks better in the Japanese version, because apparently we just got an earlier version of it, especially the episode that introduces Jetfire and the Optimus-Jetfire combination, which, if you watch the episode, is referred to as Jet Convoy, which is wrong because Convoy is not used in the American version. Uh, yeah, they had a lot of script problems and other things. Uh, but that series ended, and they started a new series, which premiered first in Japan, because they actually finished the Armada series first over there. This one was a combination of anime and CGI, unless the CGI characters really had to demote or show something, or what's just showing emotion, or do anything that actually did more than walking, in which case those characters would be anime again, uh, regular cell drawn anime, such as the entire final battle between Optimus Prime and Megatron, or Galvatron, sorry. 
that that series does have a couple of cool things in that they do have some homages. They have the return of the Gestalt thing combinations, such as Superion and I believe Devastator. They don't look exactly the same, but they are green construction vehicles and a bunch of aerial assault vehicles that combine into giant robots. Uh, Galvatron, near the end of the series, uh, Megatron is reborn as Galvatron and looks like uh, Galvatron from the G1 cartoon, basically. Uh, he's purple and everything. And Starscream gets painted in the traditional red, white, and blue and yellow. <laughs> now, these two series actually did get com comics because the comics returned uh, to Dreamwave. Uh, not returned, but Dreamwave comics got them. As Travis mentioned, that this is when the 80s boom hit. Did you get any of these, Dave? Yeah, these are the ones I've actually read. Yay! Yay! We got a yes! Uh, Dreamwave, they did several different series. They had one series f following G1 continuity, which didn't really follow G1 continuity unless you <laughs> made up your own. Uh, it was a combination of cartoon and comics, kind of. This is where it was revealed that Buster and Spike were brothers. They ta it takes place in, in the era between when the movie would have started and the end of season two. Uh, Sparkplug is dead. Spike doesn't like the Transformers, that kind of stuff. Meanwhile, they also started a tie-in comic with the cartoon of Armada, which starts off somewhat similar, but for the most part is completely different, much like what you got with the comics uh, back during the first, the original generation. And this would continue. The story is very different, although it keeps the same, for the most part, cast of characters. Uh, the end of Armada is pretty cool, though, because you actually get some um, G1 characters coming uh meeting up yeah meeting up with the armada characters and you learn about multiple timelines and while they're not allowed to be referred to by their generation one names they were allowed to be shown so that was pretty cool time uh, storyline um but yeah you had those going and the toys were really cool uh energon was the second series the cgi one i was just mentioning and the comic continued straight into that. In fact, uh, it became Transformers Energon. It continued the numbering from Armada, while the Generation 1 series actually got to got a second Marini series and then got an ongoing series that lasted until Dreamwave went bankrupt and all their series ended. Yeah. Uh, also during this time, we got the flashback series War Within, which had two and a half volumes. The first volume was focusing on the battle between Optimus and Megatron and how Optimus became Optimus Prime, uh, written by Simon Furman, who also ended up taking over the Armada slash Energon title. After that, you had the second series, which was War Within Volume 2, uh, which the which brought about the um, a bad guy called The Fallen, uh, not really related to the guy from the movies. <laughs> and uh, he went against some uh, the Autobots that are no it's basically all the triple changes. What is the anyone remember what the name for them is? Are you talking about the Wreckers? The Wreckers, that's what I meant. Yes. Thank you. This, and then this version of the Fallen, isn't it? The one this is the one where they get the kind of Decepticon symbol from him. They saw it blurry. Is that this reality uh, or is this the next one? I don't remember. It's been a while since I've read are you it. You talking about the Fallen? Mm. Yeah, the flaming the burning guy. Yeah, it, it, it seemed to like it's been a while since I read that and I didn't get to read all of it, but it seemed like he was almost like a, was he like a, somewhere like Optimus Prime and Megatron got 
they got sent somewhere or something. Yeah, they got sent away somewhere, so they weren't in the story. I don't remember what happened to but, them. But he looks like the titanium here, and he looks like an combination of Optimus Prime and Megatron. Yeah, a little bit. He look he looks like a transforming version of like a stove. One yeah. Of those furnace things. With a couple of surfboards. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, now, I know that the Autobots and Decepticons had symbols by then. They they were not as they hadn't evolved to what we normally know. They were like earlier versions, so I don't know if that's it or not. It could be, but I'm not sure. Um, I know it's around here somewhere. We're getting to where that happens. Okay. Um, I always thought that was kind of cool, though. And then the third series brings in like Ultra Magnus, but because of the Dreamwave bankruptcy, that ends about halfway through. I think there's two issues that were printed that actually came out. One that was drawn and may have been released online. And then Simon Furman actually has posted his synopsis, synopses for the what the other issues would have involved. So you can kind of find out what would have happened. And um, there was also a MicroMaster series. I believe I don't. I've never read that, so I don't know about that one. Yeah, it was it was um, pretty good. Okay, cool. I, I read and it. What was it about? Uh, you know, I I shouldn't have spoke up too soon. <laughs> I can't remember. It's been a while since I read it. Okay, but it was no idea what it was about. But it was awesome. It was basically it was basically the like telling the story of of the MicroMasters. You know. Okay. I I can't remember. It's been so long ago since I read it. Okay. I have to get it out and read it again. And uh, something to remember is the MicroMasters are Transformers are just smaller. Uh, in the cartoons, they're shown to basically be your normal animation-style Transformers. Uh, in fact, they actually came back in the Robots in Disguise series, but in the toy form, they're really the simple kind that are kind of very non-articulate, and you can transform them, that's about it. The Minicon toys, though, they actually brought some articulation to the small Transformers, and they're really cheap, so it's really helpful if you're looking to get some Transformers for the kids. Um, but of course, some of the Minicons got to continue into Energon, but they were pretty much gone by the time you hit Cybertron. Our worlds are in danger. To save them and the galaxy, we must find the four cyber planet keys before the Decepticons can use them for evil. It is our mission. Hotshot, Jetfire, Vector Prime, Landmine, Scattershot, Optimus Prime, Transform and Roll Out. Transformers, their battle to destroy the evil forces of the Decepticons. Now, both, all of these series are basically the same in Japan as well, although, whereas in the American version, Cybertron is part of the trilogy, quote-unquote, it is a completely different series in Japan, not related to the other two at all. And it's basically about a black hole that's shutting down, or that's threatening to destroy the universe. In the first episode, it takes, quote-unquote, Sabertron. And so the Cybertrons head to Earth, and 
they actually head all through space looking for the cyber in America they're known as the cyber planet keys uh, I believe they're called force chips in Japan and uh, these actual these keys there's there's five that are main uh, that are the big ones uh, each are on different planets and there's a flashback on an episode that actually appears to show the original generation one Optimus Prime Jazz Hot Rod and another character that I that no one seems to be able to figure out who it is as quote unquote the elders of Cybertron where they send these powers to various parts of space and there's one on a jungle planet one on the speed planet I believe there's one on Earth uh, there's one on Cybertron and there's one on the gigant giant planet uh, eventually they retrieve all of these and by retrieving all of the cyber planet keys it transforms Cybertron into Primus. Very cool. Which, believe it or not, I have that toy too. I do too. So I have my own Cybertron. Well, that I understand. But Dave, do you have any toys from these shows? Unfortunately, I find it roughly when I uh, was getting my nephew into it. That's when I started looking at the comics and stuff. And uh... by that time, all the toys for that were kind of gone. We're just starting to get the animated series ones in. Okay. Just around that time, unfortunately. Okay. Oh well, I keep missing things <laughs> every single time. Wow! Right at oh, the end, you, that's, you got to pay attention. There's yeah, an that's internet. why I know when the next Grimlock toys do. <laughs> okay, there you go. But yeah, there's also a part where Starscream is about the same size as Primus. In fact, they have to battle, and Starscream loses. Yes, that was another cool series. It was actually a better CGI. Again, it was a combination of CGI for the Transformers and anime for everything else. And by the end of the series. It doesn't really end because they're still going out in search of more friends in space or something. Uh, one of the characters is known as um, Vector Prime, and he's an ancient Autobot, and he's actually been used in some uh, Transformers Club exclusive comics as being able to go between the dimensions of all the different uh, Transformers series which is also the impetus for the Transformer Universe line, which is a him going around and trying to collect Autobots and quote-unquote Maximals uh, from all the various Transformer Universes to, to defeat the evil Unicron. And that's where we get that lovely repaint of Optimus Primal that Travis has. Yeah. And if you look at him, this kind of goes with what Dave was saying. If you look at his face, I don't believe they have actually, they've never actually said that this is the reason for the symbol, but his face is the Autobot symbol. On who? So that's pretty cool. Uh, Vector Prime. Really? Yeah. If you look at the, if you look at his face on the Cybertron cartoon. Now, um, something else I should point out: the uh, convoy version. He's referred to as Galaxy Convoy because. That show was Transformers Galaxy Force in Japan. But other than that, it's the exact same series. In fact, it's kind of weird because the American version tries to stay close to the Japanese script, even though they completely screwed up Episode 2 and then put it at the end completely dubbed, which is weird. But for some reason, after being known on Earth and on Energon, actually helping the humans create these Energon Towers, uh, Cybertron, which is supposed to be the very next series they're having to hide out on Earth again. So that was weird. But something that some people don't know is that at the end of Cybertron, there's two short little scenes that were created specifically for the American version of the series. And that involves uh, 
at the end when the Autobots are leaving Earth for the final time and everyone's saying goodbye, uh, there's a short scene where we get to see the all the, the humans from the first series, Alexis, Carlos, and the one with the American name, Brad or something. Yeah, I can't remember. Uh, um, you see those three as much older, uh, watching them leave, and they've got they've got their little minicon scooters and skateboards and bikes that they ha- that they got in Armada. You also see Kicker also watching them leave, and those two scenes were not in the Japanese version because, like I said, it's a separate universe. It has nothing to do with the previous series. Also, for some reason, it appears the American version got a not quite ready for or an early version of the first episode uh, that has some a few more animation gaffes in the CGI, plus a completely different actor for Megatron than for the rest of the series. Don't know why. They couldn't get David Kay for the first episode, but he's in every all the other the other fifty one episodes. I don't know. That had another. That also had a really cool toy line. The only toy I have from that is the Optimus Prime. He's again basically a fire truck, but he looks a lot more like classic Optimus Prime than he does in Robots in Disguise. Yeah. But yes, and of course every character in that series had a quote unquote Force chip or power chip, Cyber Planet key that would plug into themselves and unlock a special feature that apparently not even they knew about. And on Optimus Prime, it's turning the giant hose guns into big laser blasters. So that's cool. Uh, And that brings us all the way through that series. So then the cartoons went back to America, and we got Transformers animated. actually starts with a scene that looks like they've taken video from a season three episode of the original Transformers cartoon, including the old uh, narrator, who I had thought was dead, but apparently is not. Um, now that series uh, is basically uh, is actually by some of the people by the that did Beast Machines, although people didn't like Beast Machines, but they love animated. Um, and once again, it's your age-old story of Autobots and Decepticons crashing on Earth. Megatron is actually destroyed, and for the whole first season, is just a head. Yeah. <laughs> the Autobots, to, again to go because it's the same people that came up with Beast Wars, do not have weapons. Uh, they have their special things that they have, like Optimus again is a fire truck, so he's got a hose and an axe. Um, uh, Ratchet has magnets and stuff he would use for re- making repairs on other bots that he can use as weapons. Uh, all kinds of stuff like that. Uh, Bumblebee has these stinger blasts things. Uh, now, Dave, I'm guessing you have some more of this than you do of the others. Oh, yeah. 
Just a few. <laughs> I'm guessing Travis has a bunch too. I I do. Yeah. Okay. I don't have now, all I don't I... Have everything, but I'm I'm trying. All I've got, and and uh, Dave, you'll probably like this. I've got Grimlock. Yep. Uh, and I've got Starscream. Yep. And I've got Megatron. And I've got the huge Optimus Prime that if you roll him forward, he transforms himself. I got that one. Yes. Oh, okay. It's awesome. Oh, apparently Dave doesn't have that one. No. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, Everyone Dave. Me. Uh, we'll send you pictures. I got mine for like <laughs> 20 bucks. I got mine for more because it, it just came out and I got it for my birthday, so I didn't have to pay for it. Oh, Ooh. good job. Yes. Yeah, my birthday is like in August, so it's like right when all these toys are coming, like right when the stuff for the new season comes out, so it's really cool. <laughs> oh, that is awesome. See, I don't, I'm, nobody gets me Transformers for my birthday or Christmas or anything. Well, that's because you're going out and getting them every week. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know what you have. <laughs> that's yes. true. It's the same thing with me and comic books. It's like, like everyone would be like, the first thing that pops in, my, in their mind is, we need to get Charlie a comic book, but it's like, well... He's got half of them, so yeah. I don't know which ones he's you know, got. It's, it's what's so. amazing to me is I can keep track. Like I couldn't, I wouldn't be able to sit here and list everything I've got. But I can, if I'm out, I know if I've got something or not. Now that's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't. I, I I don't ever buy things twice, unless you know, like I said, I come across it like in a ninety-nine cent bin. I'm yeah, like, ninety-nine cents. Mini cons. Yeah, ninety-nine cent mini cons. You can't go wrong. That's right. All right, so Dave, what ones uh, how, do you have a ton or just a couple? Or most of these are vicariously through my nephew, unfortunately. But um, uh-huh. there was Bulkhead. I remember Bumblebee. Two or three of those were running about. Um, a couple of different versions. Blitzwing, Lugnut, I think was one. Cool. Whichever, whichever one the face changed on, I think was one of them. Unless yeah, I'm Blitzwing. getting mixed up. And there was at least two Grimlocks running about. Cool. Um, I think there might have been a Starscream one or one that looked like Starscream. Oh, there was a bunch of Starscream so, toys. I, I <laughs> Thundercracker, I think it was, if I remember right. Okay. I think it was the Thundercracker. Because I, th- I remember it getting broke. There, I think there was a proper one and a smaller one that might have been kind of like a, again, McDonald's toy type thing. I think they were doing okay. those for that, but. I remember something happening with one. It got broke. I was told to fix it. And uh-huh. I was, I had bits and I was trying to go, I have no clue what to do with this. <laughs> awesome. I, I eventually yeah. got it all back together. It's not as awkward as the movie Megatron. Uh, Tr- trying to no, make that from one yet. version to the other without instructions is not fun. Yeah. On Christmas. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I definitely like the animated ones. Definitely better for the uh, transformations. Um, but they're simple, uh, but they they work. You know. Uh huh. <laughs> they they allow for the button that you push that transforms them. You don't have to do anything. Uh huh. That that's that's very nice. Very yes. very nice. <laughs> I don't have to start twisting things around and worrying about breaking them. Now see. What I liked about the animated is those now the the, the big thing that got the fans up in an uproar is the the look changed because this was a very different look than what anyone's been used to for any kind of Transformers. Angular, I think, or yeah, triangular, angular, <laughs> very stylistic. 
Um, and very not very square, robotish looking at all, which had a lot of people upset when they saw the first drawings. But believe it or not, these tra- these translate very well into toy form. Yeah, they do. I was very surprised. Although, yeah, I can't. I have trouble getting my Megatron trying to look like he doesn't need to pee. But other than that, the others look pretty. Um, look very close to the cartoon and still have quite a bit of a wide range of motions. Um, yeah, and the and the I and the the cool part is that because the guys that were making this show were such fans of the original stuff, they were trying to bring back or at least put in the background a lot of new versions of the original characters and made a lot of the transformations similar. Like the Grimlock transforms exactly the same way as the mm. original Grimlock did. Um, and, and well, that's all I know because that's the only one I've paid attention to. But, um, <laughs> yeah. the um, But this series, uh, the first season, like I said, the, the Decepticons were still trying to gather their forces together again after the crashing landing. So the first season is mostly the Autobots getting used to being on Earth and in Detroit in the ser- in the future. But they were trying to get used to being on Earth while also fighting human bad guys, which I don't know if they ever got toys. But they had human villains in the first season. And then, of course, Megatron comes back by the end of the first season. In the second season, you get the Autobots versus Decepticons. And you get some of the Autobots from Cybertron coming to Earth, such as Ultra Magnus, who is the head Autobot, as well as Jazz and Sentinel. Sentinel Prime. Thank you, Sentinel Prime. Who is voiced by the guy that voiced the Tick, and because of that, they uh, kind of made him look a little bit like the Tick mm. as part of a visual nod. Yeah, he, he doesn't say doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't say spoon, but he it's a it, he uses the same voice, and I, it kind of shocked me because apparently that guy also voiced Michelangelo in the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle cartoon, and I totally would not have been able to tell that. Ah, but uh, yeah, so the second season involves more Autobots versus Decepticons and the third season involves even more Autobots versus Decepticons and by the end of the series you get this cool little thing a toy that never got released here but is out in Japan I believe Uh, you get Optimus Prime but he's got very Power Master Prime armor that he's given including the uh, new gloves I think he gets new boots I don't think he gets the chest armor but he gets the fl- the flight wings with the rocket blasters on them so that he can fly around. They didn't release that in America. But I believe it's in Japan. And the Japanese version of the toys, because they always have to one-up us Americans, uh, they actually put a little metallic in the paint. So they all have a metallic paint job. Oh, nice. Uh-huh. It kind of kills the animated look, but... In some ways, it is a lot cooler. It makes them look a little more... I don't know. It looks good in pictures. I don't know what they look like in real life. But... Um, there's no card, There's no comic based on this series. Uh, well, actually, they did a short mini-series, a few issues IDW did, and they also released some of those small little manga, manga-sized collections where they actually just took screen caps of the episodes and put word bubbles on them. Uh-huh. Um, which they called a new technology, but they've been doing that for years. So yeah, that was animated. 
Uh, kind of skipping over that a little bit because, unfortunately, I haven't watched that as much as I'd like to, and I don't remember the story very well. I've got it. I'm watching through it, but I'm still in the first season. But uh, a lot of people like the series. By the end, it's got a whole lot of characters, and a lot of them are homages to the original G1. There is a Rodimus. There's a there's Ironhide. There's a Warpath that is a lot like the G1 Warpath. There's Power Glide. There's like I said, there's Ultra Magnus. There is a Blur who talks fast. Um, yeah, I mean they've got just about anyone you can. And because it's hand-drawn animation, they they're able to put more in there than in the CGI. It doesn't cost as much to do the designs as it does to do a CGI model. So that helps a lot. And uh, like I mentioned, they've got two books called the Transformers Animated Almanac. There's two volumes. The first volume covers season one. The second volume covers seasons two and three. Uh, and it's actually put together by the guys that created the series. So they have a lot of cool stuff in there. In fact, the way they do it is they kind of do it like a yearbook. And most of it is written as if it's being as if it's from interviews from the actual characters from the series, unless they actually have specific spots where, you know, they back into our world to let us know that, you know, they did something for some reason. Uh, the first one actually shows that the original designs for the series was were a lot more traditional than what we're used to, or a lot more traditional than what we got. Uh, actually a lot more even anime influenced but then they went with the more simplified look so that's kind of cool um, but yeah it's, you know they have even more uh, different designs for the characters before they got a finalized version uh, the designs changed based on what they were going to do with the story uh, Ultra Magnus I don't think was always going to be the main Autobot I think Optimus was going to be older but he's still a cadet by the series stuff like that it's pretty cool uh, if you can find them, I recommend them. Uh, I have ha I had a hard time finding the second one. I had to get the second one off of eBay. You might still be able to find Volume One on Amazon. Yeah, for some reason, for some reason, they have a bigger, a larger print run apparently of the first volume. I don't know why, but yeah, I had to actually buy mine, my the second volume used off of eBay in order to get a copy. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Um, and then after that, as far as the cartoons go, uh, we got Transformers Prime, uh, which had a really weird toy line before we get into the show because they released a first edition of all the characters, and then Hasbro promptly removed them all from the shelves for some reason, and then had no plans to really actually release them here, which drove the prices of those toys up, way up, yeah, um, on eBay. And I believe they ended up getting released in Japan, but again, they're still really expensive. Um, and those versions, for, for a lot of them, especially Optimus Prime, are the most sure-accurate versions of the characters to date, which is why I'm still waiting until they re-release the first edition, which Hasbro says they're going to do. Uh, but I'm waiting for a re-release of that before I get the Optimus. My goal in tra collecting Transformers is to try to get an Optimus of, from every series. <laughs> Um, at least since Robots in Disguise. I do have a G1 and a, the Power Master. Re, uh, uh, both of them are the reissues. But I've been getting all the others, so I'm waiting for this first edition one to get the Optimus. 
Although it gets tougher every time I see one of the Optimus ones at the to at the store. Although the pri the fact that it's like a twenty dollar price thing, it doesn't hurt to help stop me. They have started uh, re releasing the uh, first editions. Have they already? I picked up a two pack of Megatron and Optimus Prime, and it comes oh. it comes with the three kids. Where was that? Toys R Us. Okay, I gotta look at Toys R Us. Now, and I've actually I've got the first edition Optimus Prime in the Matrix pack from Comic Con. Oh really? Yeah, I ordered it online, and it's cool. I've got him in his, it's in a and it's in a pack. It's, it looks like the Matrix, and uh -huh. it, and it's got a Velcro strap that you can wear around your neck, which I'm assuming is supposed to be like Galvatron, wearing the chain. Oh uh, okay, yeah. His neck. But yeah, I've got that. But I've also, but it's the exact same one that came in the first edition two pack with uh, Megatron. Oh, cool. And what I'm really excited about, uh, they released some toys. I've got, uh, I was looking for the Viacon in the, in the bigger size. Uh -huh. My wife came across one and picked it up for me and surprised me with it the other day. Oh, oh so now you don't need to go out this weekend. So then when, when what's funny is she went back to uh, Walmart to look at some more Transformers for me, and she said, she called me up, she goes, they've got another Viacon here. I was like, grab it. <laughs> so I got I got got one to package and one in robot mode. Wow! So. Wow! Wow! All right, D now Dave, what do you do? You have anything from Prime? I'm not entirely sure um, because the things I have are the games, and I'm not sure if they're meant to tie in or not. I think okay. at first they might have been, but now they're not. I'm not entirely certain. You don't have any of the toys? None of the toys as yet. I haven't okay. really seen any floating about around here. Uh, okay. Unfortunately. But yeah. Like I said, I think the games are meant to tie in somehow. Yes, that that was the apparently the uh the games are supposed to be the prequel to the to Prime. Yeah. But I really don't see how they can tie in at all. No, I I was having trouble with the in, first game. Yeah, they tie in closer to maybe the original series more than and even then, that's difficult. Although but, they've yeah. made Bumblebee mute now, so... They've, they've yeah, that, that sucks. <laughs> the Black Ranger's not talking anymore. But, um... <laughs> yes, uh... Okay, I guess we do, should get into the games, although we gotta finish... We gotta wrap this up. Uh, okay, real quick, we'll talk about the games, because I'm gonna tell you right now, um, none of us have watched much of Prime, uh, so we don't want to get into that. Plus, it's, you know... Uh, the current series, so we don't want to do spoilers, mm. uh, which is what my excuse is going to be. <laughs> um, I do know Unicron shows up at some point, Ooh. and as we record this, we're at the end of season two, um, and that season three is going to involve bringing back beasts. I don't remember if they're being called Predacons or not, but uh, basically a lot of the toys are going to be the similar toys of what we've gotten with some extra armor and weaponry, and they're going to be beast hunters. Yep. Dinosaurs are beasts. See? They are. Just saying. Yes, 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 yes. Are, are we getting and, more Grimlock? That would be so. cool. That would be cool. The designs for the show are very much um, a combination of the movie universe and kind of animated, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. And it takes a little getting used to, but I like it a lot better than I like the movie stuff. I I liked the movies. 
the the actual movies themselves or the designs of the characters? The live a- the live actions. Uh huh. I liked them. Huh. I did. I like them for live action. I'm not so sure how I feel about them about the kind of style for the comics and stuff. I I don't like the aperture eyes, if you know what I mean. Uh-huh. Yeah, the comics were horrible. Like, I picked up the uh, the movie adapt uh, the the comic of the movie adaptation or whatever, uh-huh. just because I'm a collector. It was the, it was the trade, and I picked it up. And I'm like, oh, this would be cool. I'll have it for the you know as a collector. And I read it, and it was the most horrible thing I ever read. <laughs> I mean, just it's it was it was horrible. It just but like I said, I mean, I'm glad I have it, but it was horrible. Um, but I, I really. Up... Oh, sorry. oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just gonna say I picked up one of the movie tie-ins just because it had Ravage on it. I, I... <laughs> Ravage is awesome. It's fairly decent enough story. Um, but yeah, just for Ravage, he's awesome. But he always fit... he always <laughs> yeah. seems to get left out in places. Well, of course. Ravage, I'm I'm getting that uh, in the first of December. I'm getting that tattooed on my arm. Oh, cool! Really? I want to do. I want to do it in a in a throwback to the seventies. So he's gonna be crawling down my arm. He's gonna have metal roses around him. Yeah. Oh, cool! Cool. Beats put. Uh, so so he's gonna be in cat mode, not uh, tape mode. Yeah, he'll be in cat <laughs> mode. Okay. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, now, as far as the movies, I guess we should mention those real quick. Uh, there have been three live action movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, featuring Shia the Beef or LaBeouf, LaBeouf, LaBeouf. Gift of God of the Beef. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> nice. Uh, that's, as... that's the translation. Okay. <laughs> Apparently. Uh, uh, and he is Sam Witwicky because they just are. No one wants to be called Spike anymore. Uh, or Spark Plug and Buster. <laughs> exactly. And somehow he gets like two girls that basically could be well actually one is Victoria's Secret models to be his <laughs> girlfriends but um, yeah you've got Bumblebee it, it, the Autobots and Decepticons are not on Earth yet This it actually changes the story quite a bit mm. I like the first one uh, the Decepticons apparently crash landed years ago and Bumblebee came with them somehow and I think he's meant to be the one they find on Mars I think that's oh, it, really? from the um, trailer. I think Bumblebee is the one they see on Mars. Um, I, I I read the movie tie-in book, which I don't think ties in too well. Um, <laughs> but that may just be because it's uh, trying to tie in the Secretary of, De- Secretary of Defense into the moving of Megatron. At some point, okay, it was kind of weird. Um, that's I can't remember if I actually got the novelization of the film or not, but huh. I know they talk about some of that somewhere. <laughs> Sorry, let's see. Uh, no, no problem. Um, yeah, Megatron is is actually found at some point and is hidden inside Hoover Dam, hmm. and because that makes sense, sure. and uh, other. Decepticons are have actually awakened and activated and are causing problems for the United States Army all over the world. Um, 
uh, Bumblebee sends out a signal to contact the other Autobots. They come to Earth, scan Earth vehicles, and yeah, it's a. Uh, the movies weren't. The first one was actually okay, okay in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, although I think I, there there was a lot of uh, what's her name's ass, Megan <laughs> Fox's ass. Yeah. Not that I'm complaining, but there was a lot of it. Um, <laughs> Without you know showing it, um, and, and the scene where Bumblebee, you know, lubricates the human was kind of funny. Yeah. But um, <laughs> well, he can't really uh, express his feelings other ways. He doesn't have a yeah vocal box. So. It, it was pretty good with the way they were getting the using the radio to uh, express what he was trying to say. Now, why well, like, couldn't he just that... pick a voice and yeah. continually yeah. use it? When when they did the John Wayne <laughs> clips. Was that actually John Wayne, or did was Peter Cullen imitating him? I wonder. Um, considering his Optimus Prime voice is supposed to be his imitation of John Wayne, I'm guessing it was uh, it was actually John Wayne. Okay. Uh, I believe I'm not completely certain, but I believe there's, it. There's probably his a list voice, at the end of the film somewhere. Yeah, there, uh, but yeah, I believe his Optimus Prime is his imitation of a John Wayne. He might be able to do it better. Now, I don't I, know. But... I had heard that Optimus Prime was actually patterned after his brother. Oh, really? That's what he says. I mean, he's been... Huh. Now, I mean, the cadence was always John Wayne. Uh-huh. You know? But he says... I mean, he's never come right out and said, oh, I patterned it after John Wayne. He said it was it was based on his brother. Maybe his brother was John Wayne. Oh, maybe so. That'd be cool. <laughs> But that would you know, be awesome. and and it may not be the voice; it may just be his attitude. You know, because he said his brother yeah. was just very, you know, kind yeah, exactly. of that way. But you know, did you hear when he auditioned? It was supposed to be a scene between um, Optimus and uh, Ironhide, and they actually brought in some someone. It was actually, I believe, a a woman to read Ironhide's lines so that he had something to go off of. Right. And after a little bit, he just said, hold on, hold on, hold on. This is just too weird. If you don't mind, since I used to voice both of them, I'll just do both characters. And so his audition was him being both Optimus and Ironhide. <laughs> um, and that's how, he, that's how he got the Optimus role. I wish he had been Ironhide too, but that probably... It, in a mo- in a big budget movie, it there the voices are probably just a little too similar to for that to have worked. But, um, yeah. but yeah, that's how he auditioned. But anyway, yeah, the first movie did really good, made a lot of money. They made a second one, but there was a big writers' strike. The set, uh, you know, Actors Guild. Uh, so the second one isn't quite as good, but made like a ton more money than you would imagine. It's probably I think it's. They call it the most successful critically, uh, uh, what is it? Critically, not critically acclaimed, because that's good. What's the other word? Critically panned? Thank you. The most successful critically panned movie of all time. Wow. Because uh, it got terrible reviews, but set all kinds of records for that year. <laughs> yep. Uh, it oh, was kind for of fun, but it did have giant robot testicles you could say yeah yeah um it also mm-hmm. apparently and i've been to dc and i've been to the air and space museum before but the the scene that always catches me is 
apparently, even though the Air and Space Museum is in the middle of Washington, D.C., if you go out the back door, there's just a giant field. <laughs> I don't know how that works. Um, but yeah, when they're getting, uh, what's it, jet fire, I think he is? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, when they find him, they go out, they try to sneak out the back door of the building, and they're in a field. Space Bridge. That must be it. <laughs> but yeah, it, it was like, wait a minute. There's no way, because I've been... I've been, I used to live near DC. I have been on all sides of that building trying to find, you know, <laughs> metro state, you know, subway stations and stuff, and there are no fields in or around that building. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, uh, so stuff, you know, stuff like that. So that was okay, but I didn't really like it that much. And so the third one came out, and I really wasn't interested in going at all. So we haven't seen the third one. We don't own the third one. Possibly if Netflix gets it. Uh, well, wa I'll watch it on that. But other than that, oh, it does have a it. version of Laserbeak, so yeah, I uh... went to see it. It was fun enough. The I've only thing worse. that really, the only thing that had me intrigued was uh, with when it was in the theaters was the 3D part because mm. it was filmed in 3D, and cool. I hadn't, I fun. have yet to see a movie that's actually filmed for 3D. That uh, I've seen a lot that were had the 3D added at the end but I haven't seen any that were actually filmed in 3D and I didn't really care to see Avatar. So the, the big but, you're not missing much with Avatar. I didn't like it. Yeah. Oh, um, I've seen I've ended up seeing it in multiple going uh, going to uh, that vintage stock in Joplin, Missouri a few times because sure. for a while there they just kept showing that on the movie screen in there over and over and over and yeah, over. Yeah, because over again. because for whatever reason people got all, you know, excited about it. I I don't know if it was because I, I didn't like it. But yeah, but I have to say, though, there's a third one where they show all the Transformers fighting on Cybertron. Uh huh. I saw it in the, you know, at, my wife and I went and saw it at the IMAX in 2D. When I went to see it with a friend of mine in 3D, you could see and make out so much better what was going on on that planet that was swarming with Transformers. Um, it, was just, it was actually better huh. to jump out at you. There were certain aspects of that movie that you see and make out clearer in 3D than you could in the regular. But I, I liked all three of the movies. But I mean, I'm just, I'm just a Transformers fan. It doesn't matter what, yeah. how you package them, how you present them. I just like, like Transformers and the fact they leveled Chicago. I mean, it was just <laughs> epic. Yeah, well. Yeah, I actually, uh, in this Transformers Vault book, it actually mentioned some stuff for, for the third one that actually made me kind of interested in seeing it. But by that point, it was out of theaters. and I'd rather. I, it's one of those things where I'd kind of like to see it before I buy it. Sure. So, yeah, I might ch I'll, I'll check it out once it comes on Netflix. But... Tell you what, make a, make a trip down here, and uh, I'll put it on. We'll watch it. Okay, there you go. <laughs> I'll come over. I'll be over in about... Hour and about two. Hours. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah. So uh, yeah, the only other complaint I have about the movies is that it's uh, a lot of times it's hard to tell who's who. There's some that are obvious, like Optimus and yeah, Jetfire. Oh, uh, <laughs> and well, and Devastator uh, when he's all combined and dangling. But uh, Bumblebee's the others, stripey? Well, yeah, Bumblebee's there. 
So you got those, but the others are like a good portion of them. Once they're in robot mode, are all gray, metallic, and it's hard to tell who's who. Well, but, they did. Uh, a, they did a generic cannon fodder transformers. Yeah, whose only purpose was to be torn apart and die. They don't. You know who they are. Right, exactly. But, um, okay, and then I guess, last but not least, because Dave needs to get to sleep because he's got to travel tomorrow, uh, I just want to mention real quick the uh, all-encompassing line that um, is basically started off as Transformers Universe, became Transformers Classics, and now just about a company, it basically covers everything that isn't the movie or a cartoon show. Is the transform is the new Transformers universe where you have different levels of it. There are the masterpieces, and the only masterpiece I have is the original Optimus Prime. Although I got the Japanese convoy version because I wanted the b bigger smokestacks and the better paint job. Um, hardly any of the versions of that toy actually came out with the correctly painted gun, though. Um, there's the what do we call it? Vinyl Tech. Is that what it is? Uh, is that what it was here? Or am I thinking of the Japanese name? Are they alternators? Alternators, yes. Yeah. Vinyl Tech is Japanese, sorry. Alternators, which is where they finally decided to make Transformers out of actually licensed vehicles. Uh, they couldn't get a giant semi, so they made Optimus into a Dodge Ram pickup, which those are very difficult to transform. Uh, I put Optimus in robot mode once, and... That's how he's staying for the rest of his for the <laughs> rest of my life one? anyway. Uh, Optimus as the Dodge Ram. Oh yeah, I got that one. That was cool. Yeah, that's very difficult to transform. Um, let's see. There is, uh, of course, there's more. Uh, they had some of them actually got released as part of a in Japan as part of a Kiss Players line, which involved the Transformers plus a girl, almost not wearing clothes. Um, yeah. Which is just messed up, um, but yeah. Uh, let's see. There's the the classics, of course, which is reimagined and redone for the for the more present time versions of the original characters. You get Optimus, you get Sideswipe, you get Wheeljack, you get Megatron, and Megatron is once again a gun. He's just a giant gray and purple laser gun. Yeah, Although if you get him in Japan, he's gray and black. Yeah, I, I want that one so bad I don't have it. Yeah, I, I never got the... I should have gotten it. I saw it, but I never got it. Uh, then there's Bumblebee in that line. And, of course, where there's a Bumblebee, there's a there's a, cliff, a cliff jumper. Yep. Um, and, of course, as we're getting further along and the prices for things are getting more expensive, things are getting smaller. Um I got a Optimus Prime that's a more modern version of the Laser Optimus Prime from Jennifer, Jennifer? For a while. from Generation 2, um, but it's of course a lot smaller. This is also the line where they released toys based on the War Within, or not War Within, uh, based on the War for Cybertron video games. Mm -hmm. um, I have Optimus from War with Cybertron, War of Cybertron. I have not gotten the Optimus from Fall of Cybertron because that one. Wow, they had to cheap up on the plastic. That looks... I mean, I want to. It's just it looks kind of really cheap. Is it much different? 
it it's a little bit different. You, you don't notice mm-hmm. it in the pictures, but if you actually go to like a Walmart or whatever you guys have over there and look at it, uh, the it just looks like a more a cheaper kind of plastic, maybe a little thinner or something. Mm-hmm. Um, the paint job isn't quite as good, and the toy is actually a little smaller. So, oh. I mean, you understand why? Because they're trying to keep it affordable, but you know they have their costs. Yeah. But it's just, it just doesn't look like it's as quality. It looks more like a knockoff toy than a real Transformer toy. Um, but yeah, they have. Let's see what else you got. These are just the ones I've got. There's there was a Jetfire in the Classics line, that was cool, and a Starscream. Uh, I believe there was a Soundwave, wasn't there? What's that? I don't remember. Was there a sound wave in the classics or whatever line? Yeah. Okay. And they have released a version of Unicron in that line that is uh, painted and decorated to look more like the original Generation 1 Unicron from the movie than the Armada version. But since I have the Armada one, I'm not going to go get that one. (laughs) And uh, that is really... I can't think of much more that we haven't done. There's, of course, all kinds of extra paraphernalia you can get. There's uh, shirts. Uh, the video games, like Dave was mentioning, those are cool. Uh, I never played the uh, Search the search for Energon or the uh, Battle for Energon that came out on the PS2. I think uh, I think I had that one, possibly. Um, we had one that was just Transformers based on Armada. Yeah, that's uh, okay. That yeah, that's the one. Yeah, that's that one. Uh, yeah, it's it, it was it's called the Battle for Energon, which led people to think that the next series was going to be called Energon, which it was. But you know, all the characters were based on the on uh, their Armada versions and voiced, I believe, by the actors from the show. At least Megatron was. Um, so yeah, there was that for the PlayStation Two. Japan had one. Well, actually, they've had a few. Uh, They had actually a couple back in the Nintendo days, but they sucked. Uh, (laughs) They had one for the PS2 called... uh, It's a Japanese name. It's Transformers, uh, like a Battle Royale kind of game. The animated cutscenes looked really awesome. A lot of them actually turn scenes from the Transformers movie into... Japanese anime style 3D CGI and they look really cool. The game itself is more of a uh, you know, pick two characters and fight them against each other type of thing. I don't remember if it's turn-based or not. But yeah, uh, apparently it didn't do very well in Japan. It was not released in America. But it is very Generation 1 centric. Um it started off mostly with the early G1 characters, and by the time they finished with that game, the unlockables allowed it to also include up into Headmaster characters. I be- I know at least it got up to Chrome Dome was in there. So it yeah it goes across the whole thing. You can find videos for it on uh, YouTube. I don't know how many videos there are for the uh, actual gameplay. A lot of them are for the cutscenes and for the uh, little opening video thing. But, um, And then, of course, more recently for the current quote-unquote next-generation platforms, 
There are uh, there's War for Cybertron, which is the one I've played and own, and that's really cool. Uh, and it's is set on Cybertron before they all leave. Is actually supposed to it actually ends with them getting on the Ark and leaving. Uh, so I am interested to see what they do with the story for War of Cybertron or for Fall of Cybertron. Uh, it is a pretty interesting story because it starts off. Uh, and you're with the well. If you follow, if you go right through the normal order of the game, uh, you start off with the Decepticons, and you are Megatron, and you take the Decepticons through their rise to, to power, and then you switch over to the Autobot side, and you try to save the current Prime, but the current Prime dies, so you see Optimus actually become Optimus Prime, and not change at all. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, and then by the end, you get to defeat. Trepticon and then everyone leaves. So I'm very interested in seeing how they can continue the story. Uh, I I tried playing the demo, but after about five seconds, it froze up on me, so I deleted uh -huh. the demo. Yeah, so I'm just gonna have to wait till the actual till I can actually afford to buy the game. It's got 100% more Grimlock in it. So yeah, that's the exciting part. I can't wait for the Grimlock part. Uh, does he talk? Me Grimlock talks. Oh, did they get the original guy back, or is it a different guy? I have no idea if it's the original guy or not, but me Grimlock oh, okay. talks. I'll... <laughs> well, we have the internet here, so vamp. <laughs> okay. We have it here, too. That's amazing how that works. It's an international thing. Um, they've redesigned some of the characters. Uh, Grimlock does look pretty cool. For some reason, Bumblebee can't talk. I don't know what's up with that. Uh, but, yes, I, I'm going to play. It came out around my birthday... And I was going to get it with birthday money, but there was all these cool books and DVDs that were coming out that were out already uh -huh. and that I also wanted. So I kind of figured, well, you know, these other things have been out for a while. It's possible they could, you know, go away. And this one's just about to come out, so it's going to be around for a little while. So I'll just wait. I don't know and if I'll, I'll... – oh, sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. I was going to say, I don't know if I'll ever play the game, but those trailers were phenomenal. Oh. The trailers for both games have been awesome. Uh, I mean, it gave me chills. They were so good. Uh huh. The opening scene for the first one is basically one of the big trailers, and just having the Peter Cullen talking over it mm -hmm. or the narrating it. Oh, I don't know. I honestly, I mean, I feel bad for the other guys that have been op have been Optimus, uh, Gary Chalk, and then whoever was Optimus in Robots in Disguise, um, and David Kay in Animated. But Peter Cullen is just yeah. the Optimus, and at this point, the way he's been going, and the way the fans have been going, and the way everyone that makes these cartoons have been going in the movies, I think he's going to be Optimus until either he dies or his voice gives out. Yeah, yeah. I, whatever I think happens so. first. Yeah, he's going to be Optimus for a while from now on. Because he's even said, you know, that he'll keep doing it as long. I mean, he he loves he loves doing it. Yes. So, he was excited to be back. Yeah. I I still remember watching that video from uh, I don't remember if it was a Comic Con or if it was one of those TF cons, where um they had the guy that the producer of the of the movies uh, was there and he said oh I got this phone call today, and he um puts his phone it does the voicemail and he puts it up to the microphone and it's it's Peter Cullen says. Hello, I am Optimus Prime. Yeah. 
And the I don't even know what else he says because the crowd just goes nuts in that room because it was the official announcement that Peter Cullen was going to be Optimus in the Transformers movie. saw that that was cool how's that irish internet working that's okay i didn't want to interrupt uh peter cullen there yep same guy cool awesome it's original me grimlock from 1984 to 1986 series greg berger or berger awesome that makes me happy he's i I love it when they can do that they don't do that i was surprised they did do that for megatron in the games but whatever they got him back for primes so that's all right mm-hmm. you know i i they're you know they're gonna make a fourth transformers live action movie yes i'm i wouldn't mind i would like to see some dinobots in the next live a- and the way the way it's going with the pilot of the dinobots i wouldn't be surprised if they didn't they didn't do that but i'm hoping yeah, yeah. Dinobots in the new live action and um What's his name has been talking lately how he doesn't want to come back for some stuff like uh he's really uh, the guy that voiced Megatron in the movies wasn't really interested in being Megatron and he doesn't want to come back for Red Skull and another Captain America movie so there's a possibility they could get maybe Frank Welker to be Megatron I mean, at I least with surprised. that you can explain it away yeah. you know he's a robot God. Yeah, something happened Facebook. to his voice chip or something yeah Well actually I'm betting that if what they'll do in this fourth one if they they're saying it's kind of its own standalone thing but that it's kind of <clears throat> gonna keep with the continuity they've st- set up Megatron's incredibly dead again. I wouldn't be surprised oh, really? if <laughs> again um, I wouldn't be surprised if they do like maybe Galvatron in the fourth Ooh. one he could be reborn as Galvatron he could that could bring or, Unitron and he could have a different voice absolutely and as long as they don't let Leonard Nimoy be a Transformer ever again. <laughs> yeah, he, he did. Yeah. Well, he's he keeps saying that he's retired from acting, and then he keeps acting, so I don't know. But well, he just his voice is just not good anymore. No, he's he's like 800 years old. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He doesn't sound Spockish anymore. No, he's, yeah, he, I, sounds like, he sounds like he needs to clear his throat. Yes. Although have you ever seen have you seen him in that video for that uh, song the lazy song mm-hmm. by Bruno Mars? Yeah, that's fun. Oh, you that is hilarious. It's uh if you if you get a chance to see it, it's on YouTube. Uh, it's the lazy song. He uh, they've put out two versions, two videos for that song, but he's in one of them, and it's basically him be, having a lazy day, <laughs> and oh. He is a grumpy old man in that video. It's hilarious. You've <laughs> got to check that out. I have to check it out. But um, that's going to pretty much wrap us up. We didn't mention the IDW comics, which is the current ones. Um, that's because I'll they mention- would contain a lot of spoilers. Exactly. Right. 
and, um, and we shouldn't mention that technically the Marvel ones would too because they've started doing them again they're continuing on the yes IDW has mm-hmm. picked up the numbering and the actual art style and coloring style and I believe Simon Furman's writing them it's yep. been good um picking he's picked they've picked up those they are uh they are reprinting the old marvel books that have already come out they're doing they've currently got two series going on robots in disguise and more than meets the eye both very good and both are very good um optimus prime is not optimus prime anymore that's cool yeah. you have to figure that I one think out bumblebee's in charge at the minute isn't he or is that changed he's in, something uh i think he's in charge i don't know i haven't read them either um, he, he's kind of in charge, options. and they're kind of postponing elections right now. Okay, uh, but yeah, they got uh, and they, they got great art, and apparently some pretty good story going on. Um, but yes, they, the IDW's do, got the comics, and they're handling that. We didn't. There have been several times where Transformers has crossed over with GI Joe that we haven't mentioned, but that's also spoilers because I've never read them. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, in fact, I think one of them got messed up because of the whole Dreamwave bankruptcy thing. Oh, yeah. And uh, believe it or not, they also crossed over with the Avengers. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, less said about that, the better. They almost tra- got to cross over with the DC Universe. That would have been cool, but it didn't happen because someone thought that would be a good idea. And of course, zombie Transformers and Infested. Oh, yeah. Oh Infest- yes, there's Infest- zombie transformers. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and of course, again, like we mentioned, there's tons of other stuff you can. There's tons of ways you can get your transformers fixed. Oh. If you don't feel like going out every week and getting toys like Travis, even in the '99. What is wrong with you? Uh, yeah, you guys just need to stop listening. Uh, if you don't feel like doing that, there's uh, DVDs. There's the three live action movies. There's the animated movie. There's multiple releases of the original series on DVD. There's three volumes of the Japanese series on DVD in America. Uh, no English with Japanese, well, with English subtitles. If it was Japanese subtitles, it wouldn't do you any good. Nope. Um, but So you can get those now and watch those complete series. Uh, you can get, uh, they're a little harder to find right now, but you can get Armada, Energon, and Cybertron all on DVD in complete series. You could get animated in some DVDs. Uh, they didn't put out the third season on DVD for some reason. Mm. But, you know, Tor is good for that. In America, you can get Robots in Disguise if you know where to look. I don't know where to look. <laughs> <laughs> right over there, man. Okay. And if you're in the UK, you're lucky bastards because you already got it like three different times. I'll look. I'll look. Yes. And Prime has come out. Uh, the first season is out on DVD in both regular DVD and in Blu-ray and the second season I'm sure will be coming out soon as the second season is just about to wrap up. Uh, You can watch that series every week on The Hub. Check your local listings. You also get G1 uh, and animated. Exactly. They also show the G1. They do show animated on there? Yep. Look at that. The Hub shows all three series. And actually, you get the the little, the more childish version uh, Rescue Bots or whatever, which is actually pretty good. And it's also had Peter Cullen in there yep. a few times as Optimus Prime. In addition to those, you can also get your video game fix. If you have one of the newer, the current systems, like we just mentioned, War for Cybertron and Fall of Cybertron are awesome. They've also got video game uh, versions of the three movies. And the third movie was actually done by the people that did 
War and Fall of Cybertron. So I haven't played that yet either, but that should be interesting. Uh, there's also, uh, if you have a PS2, or if you have one of the early PS3s that plays PS2 games, there was the Transformers Battle for Energon game, or Armada, or whatever you want to call it. If you have a Japanese Famicom system, don't bother. Um, uh, let's see. It's supposed to, I, the game is called The Search for Convoy, but the whole time you're Ultra Magnus. And it, uh, apparently it's terrible and very difficult. And then, of course, if you don't want to do any of those, but you want some, some cheaper stuff, uh, you can look at stuff online. YouTube has free videos for free. Uh, there's games and stuff you can play both on your phone or on, I'm sure there's Transformers website. They've actually got toys that are baseball caps and shoes that transform into Transformers. Amazing. They, yeah, it's awesome. Darth Vader so, Death Star Transformer. Exactly. If you don't even like the traditional Transformers, you can get other stuff. There are uh, the tra the Star Wars Transformers, which I don't know that they're really making those anymore, but they are. I'm sure you can find those. They are still making yep. those. Um, they are. So you got Star Wars Transformers. There's, there used to be Avengers Transformers. Megamorphs. Um, what? I think they were called Megamorphs. Well, that's the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Just in case yes. people are looking for them. Oh, okay. Right. I tell you, yes, they're called Megamorphs. I tell you what, something that I would recommend for Transformer fans. There's a website called Ripped Apparel. Uh huh. And they what they do is they'll put out a T-shirt print, and they have it for 24 hours, and then it goes away forever. Oh uh, yeah. And every once in a Ooh. while they'll do throwbacks to stuff, you know, like uh, they did uh, Marty McPrime, which was Michael J. Fox as a Transformer who turns into a DeLorean. That was on. Awesome. A, that was on a shirt. Uh, I've got one that's got Soundwave holding Laserbeak in tape form in his hand, and the tape comes out of the tape and into his chest. And it's, he's saying, "Oh crap!" I got that one. <laughs> I got one called Eight Bit Transformers, which is more like the old Nintendo style uh, animation. It's got Hot Rod and Optimus Prime passing awesome. the Matrix, and it says, "You've got the touch. You've got the power." <laughs> awesome. So every once in a while they do a, they'll do a Transformer shirt and it's this rapper you know so you can just check Ripped Apparel and check there in on go, it. Folks. RippedApparel.com. Mm -hmm. and... T3.com will do the same kind of thing. I saw um well, it was Optimus um Time. It's similar idea to the Marty McFly one, but it's Optimus Prime if he were a DeLorean and instead of holding the matrix it's the flux capacitor. <laughs> awesome. Kind of like that I've one. seen. I've seen one, and I don't remember what it's called, but I've seen one where he, where a uh, there's a TARDIS that transforms into a robot. Oh, yep. cool. From Doctor Who. Um, let's see. And then, of course, if you actually have a lot of money you want to spend, I recommend the masterpiece editions. Although they're a little tougher to transform, but if you want the most ultimate form you can currently get of your original Transformers, this is it. Yeah. You've, they've currently got seven different versions of Optimus Prime. A couple of them are called Ultra Magnus. <laughs> One of them comes with a couple of them actually come with a trailer. I think they they're numbered MP1 and MP2 yep. are Prime and Magnus, and then MP3 I think was Starscream. MP4 was all, was Optimus again. MP3 um, should have been Soundwave. Exactly. Sound uh, Soundwave just came out, yep. or is just about to. Sideswipe and Soundwave are just about to come out. I want the MP10 um, Prime. 
Yes, MP10 Prime is an is an Optimus Prime that, and they're just they've just put it out in America an American version, which apparently somehow has kept the longer smokestacks. Um, that uh, it's smaller than the original, but is more anime influenced and uh, supposed to have a simpler transformation and comes with a trailer. And it'll it'll pose really great shaking hands with your uh, MP uh, hot rod. If you there you go. There, uh, and most of these masterpieces have been released in America outside of the uh, Megatron one. But there is, uh, there's been Grimlock, and the American version has some. Di- uh, the American versions usually have different accessories because of the lesser price point. They can't afford everything. While the Japanese version can basically transform from Hot Rod to Rodimus Prime, the Jap- the American version. Uh, I think it has an extra gun. Um, it's got a target master. Target master. He's target master. You can actually make his legs longer, so he looks more like uh, Rodimus Prime. And you can switch. There's a thing in there where you flip up his head, and, and the face pops out, and and you can switch it with another face to make it look like more mature. And that's the American version. Yep. Okay, so they have some of it. There's still some accessories to make it more of an official Rodimus Prime, but you can still kind of do it. Uh, but Grimlock is out, and Grimlock has some different accessories, such as changing his face to uh, make his eyes, I believe, blue instead of the traditional red. Yep. Uh, and I think it's either an accessory, or they've actually released a, another version where he's actually painted to look like the uh, comic book version. I don't remember. I think so, but that if might be the that might be a Japanese one. If though. you're looking for masterpiece Grimlock, good luck. It took me forever to find one. <laughs> uh, it took me course... five minutes in Japan. Really, first shop I was in, oh. I could not afford oh. it, but I took a picture. <laughs> Even though it said, "Don't take a picture." It was it was oh. just across from the Nazi memorabilia that was on sale. Whoa, whoa, whoa. did you say Nazi memorabilia? Yeah. Wow, that's this wow. was a weird Japanese shop. I have Japan's no idea crazy. what it was selling. Um, it had Transformers, Transformers and Nazi memorabilia. What else do you need? I think it also had weapons on the top floor. Nice. Uh, it, basically, I think it's a shop that does everything. <laughs> Literally. Literally. Um, <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, where was? Uh, but yeah, they've got Starscream, and of course, they've repainted him into Thundercracker, and. Uh, Sky Warp. The Sideswipe one is going to also be repainted into Red Alert because there's not much difference between the two. Uh, I believe I've heard that Sound Wave will eventually be repainted into Sound Blaster, which I forgot to mention in my Headmaster section. Uh, Blaster and Sound Wave killed each other, but both of them were reborn. Sound Wave became Sound Blaster, and the toy version can now hold two cassettes at a time. And Blaster became Twincast, and I think he could also hold two cassettes at a time. And of course, they got different colors, but they were basically the same characters, and were both both quickly forgotten after the episode they appeared. <laughs> I think I heard there was supposed to be a wasn't there supposed to be a masterpiece Blaster at some point too? I, I haven't heard about that. I do know that the, after the masterpiece Soundwave comes out, they're supposed to do uh, packs of the tapes. Oh, there so you go. It's going to come with like laser beak or something, and then later you'll be able to get like Ravage and. Yeah, I saw Rad a picture Bat. of that. I saw a picture of Soundwave of with a. There was a laser beak and a buzzsaw and a rumble and a frenzy and Ravage, and 
those are the only ones I can remember off the top of my head. Not just the names, but I remember those are the only ones I remember seeing. So yes. So there's lots of ways you can get your transformers fixed. Uh, if you're in the UK, I'm sure Titan is still putting out reprints of both the American and UK comics. They, if you if you want to know, ask Dave. <laughs> he he can look for you, I guess. I don't know. I'll have a look, growing and see what I can find. There you go. There, see, and um, yeah, and now this episode's probably not coming out till, believe it or not, January, because I'm trying to get ahead of the curve. <laughs> so who knows what'll be out by then? That's right. Oh, but, and uh, for those of you that were were waiting, the uh, Optimus Prime count in my room. Okay. Ninety three. Uh-huh. Ninety three. Wow. I'm a little disappointed because I was th- I thought it was gonna be more, but. Wow, 93 different Optimus that, Primes. Round it up to 100. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Or just buy seven more real quick. Um, okay, <laughs> yeah, so I'll do, do you, this weekend. Okay, so you have a re-release Optimus G1. Mm-hmm. Do you have an original G1? Did you say you did? I don't. Okay. I don't. I have the I have a trailer that I a, a messed up G1 trailer that I bought in a lot, and that's where the the G2 trailer came from as well. But I don't have the. Okay. An original. I've got the. I've got a reissue. Now, is it the American reissue, or did you get the Japanese one so you could get the tall smokestacks? Oh, for the. Uh, you mean for the masterpiece or for no, the? No, uh, for the for the reissue. No, it's the small ones. Okay. What about your uh, masterpiece? It's also the small ones. You can order okay. the big ones, and they tell you. They show you. YouTube's got videos that tells you how to swap them out. I just haven't done it. Oh, okay. But I would like. Yeah. It. I w- it was really cool that I, my wife ordered me this for me the same day that Janet Jackson flashed her boob at the Super Bowl. Nice. <laughs> uh, so it all happened at the same time. It was really weird. And, um, oh, it took forever. I was so upset. The toy had already come out. I was working at a Target here, and and I would occasionally get the toy section to have to worry about keeping clean. Right. And so I'd have the American version looking at me all day, every day. And I keep picking it up and checking it out, you know, but I, it was still like 60 something bucks. So I wasn't going to get it. And she'd ordered this for me and it cost like over a hundred dollars. Cause it was coming through. It was coming into Canada, then to here. Wow. And the import thing, was <coughs> they gave me one date and then it took like an extra month, but I eventually got it. But damn. Um, okay. So, well, that's going to wrap it up because Dave is in UK and it is very late and he's got, stuff to do tomorrow technically it's and very early now we've passed later by about four hours so we're good <laughs> it's all relative thank you for coming in and talking to us from the uk that's yep. no problem thanks for having me and yep. travis thank you for coming on too no problem from missouri and uh uh let's see travis isn't on the show dave before you go why don't you tell the folks uh real quick where they can find you you can find me over at flashlegacies.libson.com um, there you can listen to me ramble on for a little bit about Wally West and his time as the Flash. If you're looking for it, you can find it on iTunes, um, or you can go to the Facebook page, which is newly set up. Um, think that's really about it. So, and, and yeah, folks, this is pre New Fifty Two because Wally no oh, longer he's... exists. So, well, yeah. it doesn't technically. We don't know. It's like he's not definitely not existing. It's just he hasn't shown up yet. So, wow. Yeah, there's Daniel West. Yep, but, possible yeah. uh, relation of Iris. So far, he's at least phoning her. I can't remember if they said what relation he was to her, but he's calling her when gorillas are attacking the city. Spoiler, well, sorry. Where there's an 
where there's a possibility of an Iris West, there's a possibility of a Wally West. Yeah, pretty much. <sighs> Meanwhile, we have Damien. But that, that's not the point. Um, <laughs> and that'll bring us to the end of another episode. Thanks again to Travis and David for joining me and to you for downloading and listening. In two weeks, I will return to the world of comics to begin a series looking at Grant Morrison's run on JLA by starting with the miniseries Midsummer's Nightmare which wasn't actually written by Grant Morrison, but did set things up for his run with the team. I hope to see you then. This has been an episode of Charlie's GeekCast, hosted by Charlie Niemeyer. The show's website is www.charliesgeekcast.com, where you will find notes and images for each episode. Please feel free to leave a comment there, or email the show at charliesgeekcast at gmail.com, and I'll read them on the air. You can also subscribe to the show on iTunes. I also have another show called Superman of the Bronze Age, where I cover Superman comics published between 1970 and 1986. You can find that at www.supermanofthebronzeage.com. Charlie's Geek Cast is an I Don't Have a Fake Company Name production. All images and music used are copyright their respective copyright holders. Thank you for listening, and God bless.